The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. in there. Good evening, Claire. Hello. Hello, Claire. My name's Ian Lee. There's a lady in the studio. Who are you, lady? Me, Catherine. There we go. It's Ian and Catherine. Hey, Claire. Hi. Hiya. (laughs) What's going on? What's going on in Claire's accessories? Hey, let's play a game with Claire called Claire's Accessories. Alright, let's guess which one she's wearing. You, um... I've got it. What have you done? You've we've broken got, we, the chair. We've we got to guess which accessories she's actually wearing tonight. Okay. All right. I, well, first question is, are you wearing any accessories this evening, Claire? No. Okay. Well, that's the end. That's <laughs> that. No earrings? <laughs> no. No necklace? No, just my PJs. Oh. Have you got a watch on? <laughs> I've got a bracelet on. Oh! Well, you shouldn't have given it away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Outrageous. What are your PJs? I'm guessing they're kind of like Disney PJs. No. Mi- I'm thinking we can see a mini. No. Mini Mouse. Is I- it Mini Mouse, Claire? No, just old plain pyjamas. Oh, right. plain pyjamas. Like, are we talking like old men's stripy pyjamas or are we talking like them sort of sweats? Old lady pyjamas. Old lady. <laughs> mm. 
She's an old... I tell you what you don't see anymore is the old grandma with the dress, the nighty from the neck down to the floor and the granny glasses and the white hair in a bun. Oh, Aunt what, Flo. like, yeah, the one, like, out of the cartoons. Uh, I was thinking of the one out of the Beverly Hillbillies, but sure, why not? I was thinking of Tweety Pie's owner. There we go, that works. Yeah, that yeah. works. That works. That's what oh. I wear on a Saturday night. Yeah, oh, Claire, party. Party, party time with the sexy Claire. Claire, you're the first <laughs> caller to the show tonight and it is so good. So good. Funny how it seems. Always <laughs> inside. But never in time with cream. What? With cream? Yeah, I don't know the words. <laughs> um, <laughs> with cream. I, here's the thing, Catherine. I'm gonna let you, Catherine and Claire, I'm going to let you guys, you guys into a little secret. I don't know the words to a lot of songs. That's no secret. But, uh, but if you sing with confidence, Claire, no one will ever know. Well, not true. Exactly. Anyway, Claire, you are the first cab off the rank, if you don't mind me um, comparing you to a car. What? <laughs> What? Oh, she quite likes it. What would you like to say tonight? Well, I was ringing up, I was talking about, because I was in the chat um, magazine that you guys were oh, talking about. Oh, yes. oh, whoa, yes. hang yes. on a minute. Yes. You're in yes. chat, you're in chat, it's fate. I'm looking at your face now. Hang on, whoa, 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 <laughs> this is... This is in, this is, this is what happens when two worlds collide. Chatted's Fate is, as regular listeners will know, is our favourite, favourite magazine. I bought Catherine a, a year-long subscription as her Christmas present. Um, oh! And, yeah, <laughs> I like no, you, Claire. Aren't I spoiled rotten, Claire? <laughs> yes, Claire, Claire you're, you're, you're in... how to cheat a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Chatted's Fate. Yes, the little shop of horror. I'm looking at a bit. My God, what amazing eye makeup you have! That must take you yes. ages, does it? <laughs> I don't no, know. Years of experience. What? So what? Hang on, I've not read your story. What is? What is? What is your story in this episode of Chat? It's fate. Well, I, I got approached by a lady, um, obviously, because I run my own um, paranormal company for the past 10 years. Yeah. And um, I've, I've got a shop in Oxfordshire, and I've, I've turned the back. It was, it's an old Victorian-style building, and um, I do Victorian-style seances in the back room. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 well, this is outrageous. Right, hang on a minute. Where, where are you based? I'm based in Farringdon in Oxfordshire. Ox we, could, not, we could make it. That's not yeah, far I'm from, from me. Newcastle. <laughs> I, this is what confused me. Okay. Well, you're not far from me. Well, uh, okay. First, first things first, Claire. We have to, after this, if you don't mind, we're going to take your details because me and Catherine want to come and, um, contact the dead in your back room, if that's okay. Because we, we're yeah, not that yeah, far from there. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come along. Oh, I love you, Claire. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, first, first things first. So you run a, you run a paranormal shop. Yes, well, it's, 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 well, I've got, Victor, I run a paranormal company, I do, well, ghost events all over the UK, from Scotland all the way down to Brighton. Yeah. Um, and I've also got a Victorian-style, um, seance room oh, in the back you. of, um, my shop this in is... Farringdon. Well, what is the shop? So the shop, is the shop a spooky shop, or is the shop like, like a normal well, shop? Yes, just like a normal, it, it was a vintage shop. Yeah. But now we're, we're all just office based, but I've um, I've had to change it over um, yeah. over the past year or so due, due to my husband's illness. Oh, okay, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, but I've still kept the back room all Victorian style, oh. and I still do 
lots of Victorian seances there. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you, I don't know your husband's condition. I don't want to pry too much. Maybe it's in the story. I've genuinely not read the story. This but his is... name is Jason and he's 48. Well, hello, Jason. Do you, are you <laughs> and your husband able to produce ectoplasm? Is Whoa, this? Oh, come on. No, she said, a... oh, yes. Catherine, she said a Victorian seance and they were full of ectoplasm. Is that? Part well, of what you do. Yeah, that's what they did back in the day, yeah. wasn't it? All this bakery and the ectoplasm. No, we're, it, we're, it's a dry we're a event. little. Yeah, we're a little bit different. Um, we're, we're the real deal. Whatever you experience during the seances, you know, it's real. Okay. It's all real. So now t tell us a little bit about Chat It's Fake, because me and Kath genuinely love it. We, we have a laugh with it, but we were reading from it last, last night. We didn't get to your story. So they. They contacted you, did they, and said, look, we're from Chat It's Fate, you, you, do you want to do, do you want to be interviewed for us? Is that how it works? Yes, to her. I have been in there a couple of times. Um... Oh, I bet, I bet once they find someone, they, <laughs> they, they milk them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, she contacted me um, um, through um, all the paranormal stuff that I do, um, you know, on social media and all that. Yeah. So she, she, she contacted us and um, she gave us a call and we're, we're just talking about all different, like, um, stories that I had in this one, um, which my seance room is the one that she mm. liked the most. All right, listen, would you, we've never done this before, Claire. Yeah. But what we like to do, normally we save this for after midnight, but what the hell? What we like to do is we like to get Catherine to read the stories <laughs> and do the and do the voices. I wouldn't have picked that accent to be honest. How would I have known? It's a great accent. Now, Claire, I, would this be too embarrassing? And by the way, stay get pens and papers, guys, because we're going to give out all of Claire's details, her Twitter handle, and everything you need to know. And Catherine and I genuinely, genuinely, if that's still okay with you, Claire, we're going to come and we're going to have a séance with you in the in, in the back room, and we'll, we'll tape it and everything. But let's see if she's still talking. Would to us you this. would you be too embarrassed <laughs> if to to listen to Catherine reading? Hang on a minute. You haven't got chat its fate there, have you, Claire? No, I actually haven't. Oh, I was going to say you could read <laughs> out your bit. Well, hang on a minute. Right, you're on Twitter. I could take a picture of the thing and you could read out your lines from it. It might get too complicated. It'll get to... It, Catherine, would you mind reading I, I Claire's mind. story? Claire might mind. And Claire, if at any point you want to come in and criticise either the way the story's been reported, we know what these journos are like, or if you want to criticise Catherine for <laughs> being offensive to people from the northeast of England. How are Jeez. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Claire's no, instantly regretting calling good. in. <laughs> I know. I've got a Geordie friend and she taught me how to say, do you want a Ferreira Rush here while you's weird? <laughs> <laughs> That's when she's being pushed. Right, <laughs> Catherine, this, let's hear it. And Claire, your fate is open. You jump in at any moment that you want. But this is Catherine reading from uh, this month's <laughs> Chat It's Fate about Claire, who's on the line to us right now. Where you go, Catherine. Little shop of horrors, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Claire, please. Hang on a second. Claire. I'll do it all in Claire's no, voice. hang on. Claire, please stop laughing. I don't think you're taking Serious. this. This is a serious <laughs> report that we're doing here. We can't have you giggling in the background. Please. Right, I'll be good. Thank you. Naughty Claire. Carry on, please, Catherine. Walking around an empty shop unit in a beautiful old building, I turned excitedly to my husband, Jason, 48. Hang on a minute. You, you have to do that in her voice. What, the whole thing? Well, if that's her talking, oh. then of course you do. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Sorry, Claire. Sorry, Newcastle. Sorry, Northeast. 
Walking around an empty shop unit in a beautiful old building, I turned excitedly to me husband, Jason, 48. She's not spuggy. <laughs> when will me boobs grow, Jeff? No, she's not spuggy. Right, it's perfect, on. I said happily. <laughs> I knew the ground floor of the five-story Victorian building in Farringdon would be the ideal space to house the gothic and vintage shop Jason and I had always dreamed of running. And that wasn't the only thing that made me long to rent the shop. As Jason and I were shown around the place by the owner, I felt the hairs on my neck stand on end. We're being watched by spirits. Here we go. I love it. I love Sorry, it. Claire. One of the spirits was a tall man wearing a black top hat and tailcoat. I also spotted a blonde young woman in a Victorian maid's uniform. But far from being scared, I was delighted. You see, I'm a paranormal investigator. I love all things supernatural. And I knew the spirits were just interested in us and didn't mean us any harm. Far from putting me off, the spirits were a bonus. It made me more eager to rent the shop. The following day in October 2016, I started kitting out the front room. Knitting? I started knitting. I thought it was going to say knitting. Well, I don't know what they did. Hang on a second. Let's find out. Claire, do you knit? No, I can't even thread a needle. Okay, all right. Well, that could she started been... kitting out the shop. Okay, all right. With rails and shelves to display my range of quirky and retro clothing, including goth and vintage outfits, original army jackets. Oh, you want one of them, don't you? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. And funky steampunk style hats. Oh, they're the ones with the goggles on, right? Yeah. Love them. I love a bit of steampunk. I don't, I, no, I don't dress up <laughs> for steampunk, but I love seeing I people in steampunk. It. I love it when anyone has a go in the dressing up box. Yeah. I hung vintage corsets on a rail in the corridor which ran through the other room at the back of the building and I had an extra special plan for the back room. Candlelit vigils. I always do the um, little subtitles in a different voice. Candlelit vigils. <laughs> is this, Claire, I have to ask, is this too offensive for you? I mean... No, no, it's absolutely fine. I'm good. loving it. Good, okay, because it's all done with love. It's, uh, it's... Tonight, the role of Claire will be played by me, badly. <laughs> it's got the most spirit activity in the whole place, so I'm going to use it to hold candlelit Victorian-style seances, I told Jason. What, how does how does Jason talk? He's an Oxford boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> great idea. <laughs> Oh, Jason. <laughs> he grinned. I decorated the room with atmospheric green and black flock wallpaper. Oh, gorgeous. Filled it with gorgeous antique furniture. When I'd finished, it really looked the part. But all the time I was setting up the shop and seance room, I constantly felt as if I was being watched. The resident phantoms were keeping a very close eye on what I was up to. Spooky room. <laughs> <laughs> right, serious question, Claire. Right. None of this, none of this, these vibes and these go, none of this freaked you out. You're like thinking, yeah, this is, this is, you embrace all of this, right? Oh, God, yeah, I love it. Wow, you're, you're, you're weird, but I love it. I love the weirdness. <laughs> this is great. I can't wait to meet you. We're so coming up. Go on, carry on, Captain. Sorry. Spooky room. And I wasn't the only one who could sense the spirits in the place. When I finally opened the shop, which I called Vintage Goth Shadows, lots of customers picked up the spooky atmosphere, especially while browsing in my back room. <laughs> oh my god it really sends a shiver down your spine in there they would exclaim I bet none of them spoke like that <laughs> <laughs> what oasis went in there one day oh my god it's buzzing <laughs> was that Manchester <laughs> it is it's that, the only one I can do that's where, that's where Kath's from but you wouldn't believe it from a terrible <laughs> Manchester accent it's awful Claire <laughs> as the weeks passed I, I psychically sensed more about the spirits in the shop the man in the top hat who was called George had once lived in the building when it was oh, a God. house 
the young blonde spirit Beth had been his maid and George's wife Mary also started to appear. She was dressed in a black dress, a dark mourning veil covering her face. She was obviously grieving for someone. Oh. But who? <laughs> it was when I was holding a seance in the back room one night that I got me answer. My guests and I sat around the table and as usual I said prayers of protection. And I asked them, do you want a Ferrera Rushy oh, while you come he's on, with on, <laughs> please. Please. I'm sorry, Chris. Please. <laughs> <Out of> respect. <laughs> Spirits of this place, please come forward, I said. Everyone gasped as Mary's dark, shadowy figure appeared in the corner of the room. That's got to be bullshit, Claire. Whoa. Did she? Well, no, 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 it's not. It's not bullshit. Right. What you watch your language, Catherine? Right. Please <laughs> do not diss our, uh, our caller like that. And we're going. I'm not dissing her. I want. I want more. I want more. We we're going to get more. We're going to go and see this shadowy figure at some point. Oh gosh, you talking about Mary? Or you know, don't be rude. Oh, back oh, back. Come on. You, uh, so sorry, Claire. This Suddenly, one of the women in the group started to cry uncontrollably. My arms feel heavy as though I'm holding a baby. She sobbed. What? Mm. That's a strange sentence. Yeah, she, her arms feel heavy as if she's holding a baby. They can get very heavy, those babies. Big, big baby. <laughs> <laughs> you must be picking up on the spirit's emotions, I told her gently. And that's when images from the past started to play in my head like a film. I saw Mary, George and Beth's sad story. Tragic death. <laughs> How can you laugh at the phrase tragic death? This is how warped you are. Tragic death. <laughs> Outrageous. Mary had given birth to a baby, but the tot died soon afterwards. Do you use the word tot, Claire, or is that something they've added in? I think that's something they've added in. Yeah, I don't imagine anyone says tot. But the tot died soon afterwards, leaving Mary heartbroken. Not long after, not long after this, Beth, who'd been having an affair with George, the mucky cow, <laughs> 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 got pregnant with his child. <laughs> George, terrified about how Mary would react, pushed poor Beth down the stairs. Wow. Killing both her and her unborn tot. When the seance room swam back into room, at an interview, I shuddered. It was just so tragic. After that, whenever I had a seance in the room, women would start crying. Crying. <laughs> crying. Even men. Really? <sighs> in, yeah. Even men. I knew they were experiencing Mary's heart-wrenching grief for the loss of her baby. Thankfully, though, I often heard Beth laughing. Wow. She's cold. Despite her tragic death, she was a fun, cheerful spirit. And although George's actions were terrible, I knew he was truly sorry for what he'd done in a moment of madness. Beth and the other spirits seemed to enjoy playing up for guests during seances because they'd often make candles jump out of candelabras, touch people and knock books onto the floor. I grew really fond of the spirits in my shop. Ah, but sadly in June 2018 I had to close the shop to be there for Jason after he was diagnosed with cancer. Aye, ah. now, now you were... Nah, Claire. She's laughing. Now we've got you, Catherine. <laughs> Now we've got you. Now you regret being all... Why didn't you laugh at that? Why didn't you do a silly that's voice there? Funny, Why you've been disrespectful? Silly voice. That's her accent. How dare you? <laughs> she's got me there, Claire. I'll be honest. She's She's got... If this was a court case, I'd be done. But, yeah. It's all right, everyone. You're a hypocrite, Catherine. It was a gruelling battle, but in May 2019, he was finally told he was cancer-free. We can go back to the do accent. That, do that in a yeah. funny voice, then. No, that's, that's good funny news. Funny voice, again. Don't... The southernest attitude. Do it in the Newcastle voice, then, because that's good news. Is he still cancer-free, Claire? Is he, is he good? 
Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, he's all good. Yeah, we're doing funny things. We were over the moon! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. That's good. Good for him. Now we use the shop as HQ for Jason's security company and my cleaning business. But I still hold seances in the back room. And I'm always buying antiques to add to the Victorian, uh, Victoriana atmosphere in my seance room. My collection right. now includes a red-haired Victorian doll. I've got another one no. of them if you want it. No, 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 no. A red-haired? <laughs> yeah. Because what was, it's a three-headed doll. It's the Victorian style doll. Three-headed? Did you say yours is three-headed? Yes, the three-headed doll. It's the, um, it's a Victorian style doll. Oh, what do you mean? It's got, got three faces. Face. Yeah, it's got a sad face, um, a happy face, no. and a tearful face. Hey, let's, oh. let's cut her off now. I'm not having this. <laughs> we have history. I know you do, you're, you're new to the show, Claire. We have very and this isn't even a joke there's now. a haunted doll in my boot as we speak we have very uncomfortable history with haunted dolls we bought one one night for a laugh but the night i bought it we did it bought it on air we all bought it on ebay i went out my car had been vandalized Catherine's car broke down the next day i got very very seriously ill shortly after it but so i i'm not going if there's a if there's a spooky doll there and i'm not it's not even a it's joke not, it's, it's not it's not it's not all like a haunted doll, it's just like a Victorian well, style doll. You, sure? you say that, but <laughs> Chatted's Fate says you say they must all have spirits attached to them because every time I buy a new piece, another ghost appears. No. Yeah, no, that's not the doll. That is like the spinning wheel in this old... The spinning old, wheel? She's got a spinning wheel. wheel. And, a <laughs> and a broomstick. And a broomstick. On top of that, I've discovered <laughs> that the back room of the shop was built. Oh, here we go. Oh, here I we love, go. Guess what it was built on. Guess uh, what it was built on. It was on. either a plague pit or an ancient burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've discovered the back room of the shop was built on what was once the yard of an orphanage. So oh. I often spot the spirits of children that once lived there too. Oh, no, this room no. really is jumping with ghosts. No, no, no. Although I miss my vintage goth store, running it was a wonderful time for which I'll always be thankful. And best of all, I still get to hang around with a friendly ghost in my super spooky shop. Have you, Claire, Claire, can I ask you a question? Have you ever had the willies put up yet? One day for sure, Welcome. It's really, really <laughs> low rent. Know. Really low rent. <laughs> uh, Claire, that is, that is wicked. I've just, I've just, I've, I, I, are you pa at Paranormal Event on Twitter? Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Uh -huh. Yeah, what is, yeah where I do all the events and everything, yeah. Your eye makeup is, uh, have you seen, go look at her Twitter feed. I know, I've seen. The eye, ma eye makeup's yeah. incredible. I do the goth weekends and with the and all that. I do the station in public with me, so I, I'm into like the goth and the it. steampunk. Yeah. Listen, um, Claire, um, DM me or Kat, we'll, we'll DM you, we'll swap emails and stuff. You are yes. such a good sport. We would love, we would love, I'm, I'm in Aylesbury, so I'm not that far from you. Um, oh, wow. we, we, we'd love to come along one, one day, one evening and have a little seance and record it and, um, we'll, you know, do a little chat and play it all out on the air if that's alright. Yeah, I'll, I'll do you as a nice little ghost walk around Farringdon, <gasps> because it's the 800 year old town where, you know, Judge Jeffrey, the hanging judge, do all these hangings with Oliver Cromwell, so yeah, Wicked. I'll, I'll sh yeah, show you all the little ghost details as well. What oh. is, so the, so, so what is the website, if people want, you've been, I, I didn't know Claire was going to phone in, uh, this is lovely, I think you were talking to her on Twitter, but this is. <laughs> I was talking to Claire's friend who was listening, right. who alerted Claire, This is, is great, this is yeah. great man, this is why I love this show so much. What's the website Claire, if people want to go and have a look at your stuff? It's www.shadowsofthenight.co.uk Shadowsofthenight.co.uk Yes, that's um, And here's the thing. You're in Farringdon, right? In Oxford. Yes. 
Someone has just tweeted, Lane has just tweeted me. Mm-hmm. This is, because he's from Newcastle, isn't he? He's from that way. He's got a funny I voice. Thought he, I thought he was from, like, Durham. Something like, it's the same place. Yeah, <laughs> he says, in Durham. He I says, did an event in Newcastle as well. This is canny freaky like. <laughs> do the voice, do the voice. I was. Oh. This is canny freaky like. <laughs> but the lasso played Spuggy was actually from Farringdon in Sunderland. Claire, you should have hung up 20 minutes ago if you had any sense. Claire, it's nice to speak to you. Best of luck to you and your, your fella. And I'm glad he's on the mend and we will speak. We'll meet very, very soon. Thank you, Claire. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, mate. You. Bye-bye. Whoa. She's lovely. She was a very, very good sport to put up with. Basically, you, that was a racially insensitive accent you were doing there. And we're lucky we don't get an Ofcom for that. I might complain to Ofcom about that because that was well, outrageous. Unfortunately, then you did the spoggy voice and uh, ruined it you? yourself. Okay. All right. She was great. Thank you, Claire. Oh, we're going to go And thank you to Claire's fr- friend. Who was? I just, I just, um, sorry, was it John? Did I say it was John? Uh, it was somebody, it was, it was somebody, and a lot of men are called John these days, so it's a very, it was John, thank you John. Uh, wow, what starts of the show? Mm-hmm. What's the, that, that was, who's gonna be the next caller? People listening thinking, oh god, I'm never gonna live up to that. Don't worry, that's our job. But she was, she was great. Yeah. And this is another thing that she I love about great. this show. Sometimes I have to work to find guests, sometimes yeah. they land in our laps. You know the other day we were talking about Matt Monroe Jr.? Oh, yes! Someone who's worked with Matt Monroe Jr. Yeah. was listening at the time. Put me in touch with his people, yeah. and he's on the show tomorrow. Oh, this is great! We should warn him, it's a full moon tomorrow, and it's Friday the 13th, so it's going to be a weird one. But that's fantastic. Oh, well, and also, we've got on Monday, we've got, um, I'm not sure who's coming in. It's either Clinton Baptiste is coming in, or Alex Lowe. I don't quite know who's coming in. Maybe one will come in and then let the other one in. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next week we've also got Professor Joe Lavens coming on to talk about this planet that has been found. And at some point in the near future, I spoke to her today. We've got Saffron from Republic. Is she's uh, phoned her up and we had a lovely, lovely chat. She's going to come in at some point in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we got some nice, we got some nice guests going on, man. Thank you, Claire. That was brilliant. I love that. What a lovely start to the show. Uh, we carry on. The switchboard is empty, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, and some spooky ghosts. This is Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Just trying to, we're just playing guess how old Matt Munro Jr. is. I'm guessing 63. No. Go on. 55. Is he really? Okay, alright. Okay, that's interesting. He's nine years older than me. Um, he did. I remember saying that on Pebble Mill at one. He either did a track or an album of duets with his dad after his dad had passed away. Um, and also, it, it's um, really unusual. Can we name any other? I'm looking forward to, to chatting to him, actually. I'm going to have to dig out my Matt Monroe um, CDs tomorrow and have a little listen on the way in. Can we think of any other British celebrities who named their children after themselves oh. and added the junior. Because yeah. it's an American thing. It is a very American it's thing. It's an American thing. And I'm guessing Matt Monroe well, Matt was, I think, pretty big in the States as well in the 60s. So he, perhaps he picked up on that vibe. Danny Dyer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, all right. I suppose we have to. I and suppose, didn't, suppose we have to. Isn't Joe Pasquale's son? He's changed his name for showbiz pur- purposes, but I think he's called Joe Pasquale as well, really. I think he is, actually. I got a text Joe Pasquale because I saw him in, like, February and he said he was going to come on the show, but, um, then I think he changed his number. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll text Joe Pasquale. Let me write this down. I'm getting really good. I'll tell you what I did today. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last night when I went to bed, I was so tired when I got to bed last night. I was dying on my feet, right? But I got to bed and I wrote a list of things I had to do. Because I've not been, the last couple of weeks, I've not been very motivated. And I've not really been doing stuff. And I've been just sort of getting by and stuff. And I thought, I've got to break out of this funk, right, of, of, of just letting the days go by and then do the radio show. I'm not really achieving anything. So I wrote a list. And it was a list. This is the trick with writing lists of things to do. Make it doable. doable. Not, I, I've, I've got to paint, you know, the living room or something. Make it doable. Mm-hmm. So my list is I've got to phone three people. One of them I, f- I forgot to phone actually looking at this list. But one was phone, and I don't like making phone calls, so it's quite tricky. One is phone my mate Garner. One is phone Saffron. One is send an article I'd written. One was send two invoices for something. And one was clear out the rubbish from my car and look at getting tickets for some event um, um, that we're going to. Um, and I did all of it, apart from phoning one guy. I did all of it. But I wrote it last night, and the sense of satisfaction of going, right, I've done that, I've done those invoices, I can put a line through that. It's great. I've forgotten how powerful that is. So, um, tomorrow, what have I got to do? Tomorrow, you've got to buy paint. Well, now I've, all right, now I've got to buy paint. What, what, I pressed the dump button there because I was so exasperated by Catherine's attitude, I swore. <laughs> Sorry. Dropped I, an, I dropped an F-bomb there. I, I was talking to lovely Claire. So exasperated. I was, ex- I was exasperated by Catherine's attitude that I, I, dro- I threw out an F-bomb and then dumped myself. Sorry. But I was saying mm-hmm. something. This is what I was talking about, the list. Amy, please tell me you were listening, Amy. You what? said you had to ring someone that you forgot to ring today. No, that wasn't it. That was it. That's no. the last bit I heard as well. No, but that wasn't it. <laughs> I was going to write down, I said, right, I'm going to write down something I've got to do. Oh, th- I've been doing lists recently because I've not been feeling yeah, very... Yeah, got to be doable. Yeah, but before that, I said, can so- Right, Ray, Ray will know. Ray will know. Ray will know. Because he's a bumlick. That is not... Yes, he is a bumlick. Evening, Ray. Evening. Ray. Catherine, uh, well, all right, Kath called you out as a bumlick. I find that offensive, but, but yet, accurate. Here accurate. we go. But Ray... Bef- what what was the thing I was going to write that? De- Thank you very much, New Beginnings, Chris Eubank Jr. What was <laughs> what was? Imagine you literally just tuned in. Then what? What was the thing I said I had to write down for tomorrow? Oh, I didn't catch that because I was busy ringing him. He was too busy rimming me. Ray, <laughs> come on. Um, someone someone must know. I'm I'm, I'm looking at. Is, is anyone listening to this flipping show? Is anyone listening? No one on Twitter is... Is anyone listening? Right, hang on a minute. I'm taking this call straight to air. Taking this call straight to air. Mark, what was it I had to remember? Oh, hello. Yeah, come on. I can't remember now. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me out here, man. (laughs) What is wrong with everyone? This show is like a dementia test and you're all failing it. uh, Mark, what... Right, Ray, stay there. Mark, what have you got for us? Okay. Right. Last night you had a lady on, um, that got MS. Uh, yeah, we did. You're absolutely right, yes. Mel. Right. Um, can you look up, one of you look up, what? Home Repair Assistance what? Grants? Uh, if you look that up, yeah. right, 
and look down the list, maybe the CAB website. Yeah. Hang on, so it's uh, a lot of work. For, it's, a minute, Mark. it's a lot of work for us to do. We're radio hosts trying to remember what we were going to write down on a list of things to do for tomorrow. Well, you'll you re- remember in a minute. Okay. But anyway, yes. Um, well, she can do this. Just to help the lady. Yeah. There, there is. If people just put in home repair assistance yep. grant. Yes. And then look down the thing. But but yeah, but then um, you, isn't that you get like I don't know seven hundred and fifty quid a grand to put in ramps and um, those handholds by the handholds by the toilets and stuff like that. The grant can go up to thirty thousand pounds. Sweet home Alabama, I'm checking that out tomorrow. Thirty six and um, thirty six thousand in Wales. Wowzers! But I don't it, want any. Okay. It, it, it's to do with and this, that, and the other, and it's a bit of postcode lottery to do with different councils and this, that, and the other. But it's worth applying. If you're not sure or can't remember, contact your local elected councillor. Yes. And basically, or phone, phone the council and just say home repair assistance grants. I'm disabled and they'll put you in contact with the okay. right people. Well, hopefully Mel is listening to that, Mark. That is excellent advice. Thank and you. Twist and something else. Yeah. I'm a qualified professional interior designer. What's your question to do with painting your room for fun? I didn't know. I didn't have a question. What is going mentioned on? It. Is every... <coughs> Catherine, <coughs> just stay there, Mark. Catherine, have you spoken to all of the callers tonight? To tr- are you gas-lamping me? Um, no. Are you? You're... All I'm right. not gas-lamping anyone. Why? What? Oh, come on. You've got together with everybody here to try and make me think I'm going crazy. I'm me? No! Goodbye, Mark. Everyone needs to cool out. Thank you, Emily Jane. Phone Joe Pasquale. Thank you. Oh, I heard that bit. Was that it? Ray, what would you like to say? God, I'm right, you want a famous junior and senior? Yes, I do, please, actually. Um, Albert Hammond, he named his son Albert Hammond Jr. Who's Albert Hammond? Um, that great songwriter who wrote The Other I Breathe, When I Need You. Sometimes. Is he a Brit? He is, he's Gibraltar, from Gibraltar. So he's Gibraltarian. 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 They're called Gibraltarian. We don't know his politics, but we know he's a Gibraltarian. Okay, and what did his son do? Oh, his son son didn't actually have to have done anything. Okay, fine, yeah, Uh, we'll take that. His son was a member of The Strokes. Was he really? Yeah, front man. Was he really? Okay. Well, I think that's cheating. You shouldn't be allowed to be in a pop band if your dad wrote a pop song. Of course you could. Um, Okay, that's interesting. All right, right. Anything else? No, that'll be my last. Do you want to... We need. I want to end this phone call in a dramatic way, because, um... Um... um, What what can we do? Any ideas, Ray? Bum, poo, wee. Oh, that's... that's God, you disgust me. What a jerk! <sighs> Can we, right, we'll do some ads, and just, just, everyone just have a long, hard think. Not like that, Catherine. A long, hard think about yourselves, alright? Jeez. Le- this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Right, I've just, turn the music off, because I've just discovered something very funny about Catherine, right? Here we go, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna recreate something, here we what? go. Here we go. Friday afternoons, it's Dan Wooden on Talk Radio. <laughs> Megan needs to decide whether she's a... Oh, no, I haven't done that. Do the whole... Do the dolly part. Right, right, right. Friday afternoons on Talk Radio, it's Dan Wooden. Talking to Dolly Parton. I know I ain't dumb. I also know I ain't blonde. <laughs> do more, Dan. You do good, Dan. 
Megan needs to decide whether she's a princess or a movie star. <laughs> she was doing all the voices in that jingle. I think, I think that. No, nope, uh, I'm just a dork. Oh, we go. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go, Andre. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey. Back on phone again. Yes, mate. Hey, uh, Who are we talking I'll, about? I'll, 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 no, I've got an apology to make for being so ratty. I have. Could you turn your radio off? It's lappy, actually. It's what? You're lappy? All right, well, could you turn your pornography off? <laughs> I'll turn my lappy off for you. Hold when? on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sorry about being a bit ratty last night. When were you ratty? <laughs> I wouldn't I, say oh. ratty, I'd say evasive. Sorry? Racist? No. I'm not racist. 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 No, no, evasive. Evasive. Oh, evasive. Yeah. No, I wasn't evading any questions, but I didn't want to fire any back. That's the I hold back. I bit my tongue. Okay. Well, so I don't like to answer a, you know, question like that with another question like I might have had, but so we just, I just but left you, it. And but you literally did. Off. But you did. No, let's not, hang on, let's listen. Let's not fall out of this. Uh, 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 you don't have to answer no, any yeah. questions. Shut your face. Yeah. You yeah. shut up. <laughs> you on, then, shut, shut your mouth. Yes, give me a wallop. <laughs> you plow in. Let's not be like this, and then you turn to shut your face. On my nerves now. <laughs> Just shut up. You don't have anything to shut up. You don't have anything to apologise for, and you don't have to answer right. any questions that I ask. But I'm concerned about what I exactly. perceive to be. Uh, not I'm concerned about your lappy. I'm concerned about what Rapper, I perceive. I'm concerned. Not because. Uh, I'm concerned um, about your drinking. <laughs> Back to that. I'll be concerned if I'm drunk. Okay. I'll be concerned. Okay. You sound drunk. You sound drunk. No, I'm just happy and happy. I've had a really good day today. Oh, my mate phoned me up. Yes. Here we go. Look at evasive. Evasive. Not ratty, evasive. No. Well, what well, do you want to talk about? Drink or doing pints of lava or mates and... The thing is, you're not going to... You are not going to give us a straight answer about the drink, are you? Well, I'm not that... Don't try and ask me to ask Christian back. Sorry? Don't ask me to ask you a question back, I'm not going to buy it. I, that doesn't even make any you. sense, man. Don't ask me to ask you a question back. Well, well you are still saying about the drinks. It's like me saying you, had a, you wrapped them up. And it was going on there. I don't know. No, I am concerned, Andre, I'm concerned that you, every time you phone us, you are very, very drunk. I do not believe right. you when you say you haven't had a drink for, I think it was two or three weeks. I believe, I believe that you have, uh, and it, I could be totally wrong. Uh, you, you, could be. Okay. I believe that you have a very serious drink problem, or you have some kind of brain condition, like MS oh. or MND or something, oh. that causes you to no. slur your speech and get confused. Well, without being that in arguing back, I reckon you might be addicted to something or similar to, you know, controlled meds or something. I'm con I'm addicted to cocaine. Right, okay. But well, I don't. But I haven't had cocaine for nearly eighteen months. Well, we'll leave it that then, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, I didn't want to say that to you. No, but you know, I've talked about being addicted. I didn't want it. That's the one thing I didn't want to say. But you, you can say that to me. In. And you said it yesterday. You can say it to me. You asked. You know, final drink questions at me. Because I'm concerned well, about you, that's all it is. I'm not having a go at you, I'm not belittling you, I'm, I don't want to bully you, I'm concerned well, about you, Andre. I've never said anything about you about drugs, never. I've never mentioned it, and no, I wouldn't. I know, but, but you'd be welcome to. 
You've got damn right to. No, I know. I don't question people. I know then. you don't. And I'm not, I'm not questioning you in a bullying way. I'm question. I've met you. I've met you, Andre, a couple know, of times. I know. This is the thing, isn't it? It's not. I'm questioning you. All I'm doing, that. all I'm doing is questioning you in a concerned way because I'm worried right. about you. Right, what are you worried about? I'm worried about your drinking. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think, I'm sorry. And I'm worried about your, um, what's the word when you, you don't, you're not aware of, you, you deny what you're doing? Yeah. Your denial. I'm worried no, about your denial. No, if someone offers you a beer. Okay, I'm worried about your denial. It worries me, man. It seriously worries. I love having a laugh with you. I, I, I think sometimes your calls yeah. are great. Well, sometimes well, they're well, awful. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too deep. But we still say, ten years ago, you might have done this. You might say, ten years ago, or well, you had a bit of whiskey or something like that. But we can't really turn the clock back. Got to look forward here. And you're not back. Sounds like you're looking forward to the next can, though. That's the thing. No, but I don't know. I'm going on the air. Okay. If I want one, I go to the pub. Yeah. Okay. I don't, and I'm just reserving my right as someone who has met you and shook your hand and enjoyed your yeah. company. I'm, yeah, I'm no, saying, no, I'm no, saying, no, I am saying, with love, I don't yeah. believe you and that I'm concerned about your health and your safety. Oh, with love, you are. With love, piss off. You're addicted. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe like that, yeah. No, but, but you're but, saying that as though that's but, an insult to me. We've got a well, we're not getting a well now. No, we're we? getting, here's the thing. You're questioning me. Here, no, here we, here's the thing, Andre. I think we're getting on better. I, I, I'm not, I'm not angry. Nor am I. But, but then why do you think we're not getting on? Because you're talking about habits. Yeah, but why, why well, would I that mean... That, that's not enough of a subject, is it? Yes, it you is. You don't go down the pub and talk about habits, just have a quiet... Sometimes. Candy or well, coke if you want to. Sometimes I do. I talk to... There's, there's no shame in talking about addiction. You are not addicted to nothing. Okay. Nothing. But I am, but, and you're throwing it back at me as yeah, though that's yeah, an insult. I'm, no, I'm not, Ian. Very, very nicely, I'm pointing your way. But, but, but the fact that you're saying very nicely implies that you're doing it to try and score a point or something against me. No, and no, my addiction, for me. I own my addiction. I'm, I'm fully aware of it. Well, it might have chose you. You didn't choose it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I part of me thinks it's it's um, genetic. I also think it's you know it's circumstantial. There's all these different reasons for why I'm an addict. Not, has it been going on for a long time with you, with you then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For probably about various different forms for about thirty-two years, thirty-one, thirty-two years. Yeah, since about fourteen, okay. fifteen. Well, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. I hope it gets better. Yeah, it is. Well, this is it. It 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 it, it is, and it can. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm not ruled by it, it anymore. Talk about it enough and it probably will go away, yeah? Yeah, well, it won't ever go away. Here's the thing. Here's I'm the not thing. a counsellor, but I mean, just keep no. talking about it. Maybe it'll go. Maybe it will. And maybe other people listening who are in denial about their addictions, it will also resonate with them. Yeah, when you talk to them, let them know, yeah? I am. All right, cheers, Ian. Thanks, Andre. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It really does. I like, um, 65% of Andre's calls. That's not bad. It's not a bad average for a caller. Um, it breaks my heart. I've met Andre and I've met Andre. We organized a football match when I was at another radio station and I think it was about 11 or 12 in the morning and it's not usual to be swigging from a bottle of wine at that time of the day yet. You know, that's what was going on. And, uh, 
you know, and, and I like joking with Andre, and Andre's always welcome to call up. That wasn't me being, having a go at him. It's, that was concern there for someone who's been doing that for years. Mm. And that is, uh, as Catherine would say, is not a sustainable lifestyle. Also, I mean, this is not about Andre. But um, it's interesting, isn't it, when people see it as um, shameful to ask you about something. Yeah. That you talk about really openly. Too much, all the time. It's boring. I don't think you do talk <laughs> about it too much, given the <laughs> recent conversation. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, Andre, you're, I'm not always welcome to call in. I, I, and it's interesting you saw that as combative. Because um, I didn't. I saw it as two people having a having an, a, an honest and open chat. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian Cass. Good evening, Hi, George. George. What can we do for you tonight? I don't know. Where am I on your percentage scale? Um, th- your your good calls are really, really, really good. Are they? Yeah. Um, the hit rate isn't so high. I'm happy to answer this question for anyone that phones in, by the way. Your good calls are excellent. Your good calls are 9 out of 10, right? The hit rate isn't so high, and your bad calls are really, really bad. Are they? Yeah, but but 8 or 9 out of 10 for a good call is great. Not many people get that. Okay. Okay. Matt Manwell sort of conjured up memories of my late great friend... Ronnie Carroll, they both had very good voices. Mm-hmm. But Matt Munro had had better better songs to record than Ronnie did. But uh, there is a, a song that Ronnie did for me that's never been played on radio. I wonder if you would be kind enough. To what song play. is it? Uh, something in the air again. It's on YouTube. There's a nice video footage with it as well. Something in the air. Again, Ronnie Carroll, you could be the first person ever to play on radio. Um, it, something in the air again, Ronnie Carroll, it doesn't come up. Say Wonderful Things comes up. Roses are red, walk hand in hand. Um, Something something in the the air again. Yeah, I've just typed it in. Something in the air again, Ronnie Carroll. Let me, if I put Ronnie Carroll at the front, maybe that will... That will change it a little bit. Let's have a little look. Um, it's not coming up on my YouTube search. Footsteps, I am to be loved. Say wonderful things, if only tomorrow. Um, it's not coming up, I'm afraid. Shame. He, he recorded it with a few blockheads and a Danish girl called Sugar Rainbow. And Sugar Rainbow. Let me see if, if I put that in, if that comes up. No, that won't come up. Mm, no, it doesn't come up, I'm afraid, George. If you just Google, if you just Google, Google, it comes up on mine. It's not coming up on my YouTube. Let's go to Google. Let's uh, type it into Google. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not playing all of it. I'm gonna play a little bit of it. Oh, why? Why not all of it? Okay, I'm gonna, gonna play any of it now. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna play all of it. It's four minutes twenty of a song I've never heard. So no, it's, it's lovely. Great. Okay, and I'm happy to play a little bit of it for you. That would be lovely. There we go. Let's let's have a little listen. Uh, okay, here we go. It's coming. Uh... George and Hampstead. Good morning. Morning, Richard. I've, I've just woken up and I haven't seen the press this morning. What's the, uh, the anarchist march on Hampstead yesterday? The bash the rich march. Well, yes. I, don't, I don't know about that. Has it not been? Given, no, given no, no, no. No, I haven't seen anything at all. Really? That's very interesting because it was quite a well-publicised march. Well, there's such a lot else happening around, isn't there? Oh, now! Okay, now to get together, okay. Not tonight, but now. Okay. 
That's even quicker than tonight. <laughs> Call out the instigators because there's something in the air. We've got to get together sooner or later. Because the revolution's here And you know it's right And you know that it's right We have got to get it together We have got to get it together I mean, it's a great song. I would prefer it with just Ronnie singing it. I like that kind of crooner style singing old rock songs. Um, but yeah, that was all right. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, George. Have a good night. And you. Bye-bye. Here we go. I mean, it's a classic song. The, the, the wailing in the background look is a little bit too much for me. But I like I like Ronnie Carroll singing it, you know, sort of crooner style. Eh? Her doing a nice bit of harmony on the top. I'm up for that. Uh, we've got another two hours, did I nearly said one. My God, no. We've got another two hours to go. If you want to give us a call, absolutely anything goes, except we are the only phone-in show on British radio that doesn't do Brexit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the Late Night Alternative, every weeknight from ten. Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
You are a fanny. Shag a pony. Shag a pony. I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in a hoover. Cat is a dick. Aren't you boys normally held back by your willy? Dick. Dirty brother. Are you? It's Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Amy is taking your calls tonight. You can phone up about anything you want, except we don't do Brexit. Let me let me address you now, dear listener. This is the only show on British radio that does not talk about. Brexit, the late night alternative, weeknights from 10 o'clock with me, Ian Lee, and my good friend Catherine Boyle. You can listen to us on DAB, you can download the app, or go online to talkradio.co.uk. And if you are, like me, insanely bored of people phoning up saying, we should leave Europe now, and then other people phoning up saying, well, we should stay in Europe now, and then other people phoning up saying, we should have another referendum, and people, then so the next person says, we shouldn't have another re- we should. I'm so bored of it, man. I'm so bored of it. It's on the radio all the flipping time. So, this is my guarantee, my promise to you. On the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, weeknights from 10 o'clock until 1 in the morning, we will never talk about Brexit. You can phone in about anything else you want. Which beetle you would be in a fight if you had to be stuck on the planet Earth with only one other person? Who would it be? What's your favourite cheese? Anything you want, except Brexit. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Hashtag We Don't Do Brexit. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, I found out what a stink pipe is today, and it's not what you think. I was um, stuck in, really, the traffic in London was awful tonight. I don't know what's going on. There's a weird vibe. I think a storm is coming, an actual literal rainstorm, thunderstorm is coming. Tomorrow night, 
Friday the 13th. Are you on the phones tomorrow night, Amy? Uh, well, uh, we're taking calls straight to air, actually, so we're doing you a service, because tomorrow night, it's Friday the 13th, and it's a full moon. It's going to be weird. You don't you don't want to touch the phones tomorrow, ma'am, and we're going to look after you. We, we can't allow... It's going to be weird. We'll need a stink pipe on the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's, and, and there's a lot of traffic as well. It feels like we're building up to... Well, it feels like we're building up to the rapture. I mean, it, something is happening. I was stuck in this traffic for ages and not moving. And I looked to the right. It's by the Thames. I looked to the right and there was um, a lamppost. And then about six foot, eight foot away from it was an equally tall, big green sort of pipe. It looked like it. I mean, how tall was it? I, I don't know, 15 foot, 20 foot, big not very good at estimating heights. So the height of a lamppost? Yeah, it was a lamppost, but a tall lamppost. Uh-huh. And it looked like there was a hole at the top, and it looked Victorian. I don't know if it technically it looked Victorian. And I just went, my God, I've driven past this so many, hundreds of times. I've never seen that. I have no idea what it is. We're kind of blind to street furniture. We, we, we just don't take it in. Also, uh, we very seldom look up. Yeah, we don't look up. Looking up in London, looking up in any of the cities in this, this fair country, that's a joy. The tops of buildings. I love the tops of buildings. They used to really go to town on those buildings. Yes. But so I took, uh, you know, you're not supposed to, we haven't moved for ten minutes. So I took a picture of this thing and posted on Twitter. Does anyone know what this is? And it turns out it's a stink pipe. I thought it was either like an old sort of gas light, gas, you know, a gas light. I thought it was an old gas light, but I thought that's too tall to, to be lit and then doused. Um, and then I thought maybe it was like a ventilation shaft for the underground, and it went right down to the underground. But it was, Catherine? Well, we call it a poo <clears> pipe, because <throat> we've got one uh, around oh, the back of our garden. Okay. So you get them elsewhere, yeah. like modern ones. Yeah, mine's not as fancy as that one. No. Ours looks like, well, it looks like a street lamp that they forgot p- to put the lamp bit on. Yeah. So just a tall... You know, like a tall but pole. But I think the technical term is, I don't think it's technically a poop pipe. I think it's a stink pipe. So it connects to <laughs> the sewer. It's called a stink pipe either. I think it's called something like oh, no, a... No, 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 no. Most people, most people said stink pipe. No one said a poop pipe. No. Um, someone said a shit pipe, but I ignored that. It's to let the methane off. <clears throat> Excuse me? Yeah. It's, so it connects to the sewers. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, and this isn't like just an old Victorian thing. This is, this happens everywhere. Yeah. What a world we live in. Mm-hmm. Actual... Scenes. Yeah. So Actual scenes so taking one place. Near our garden for years before we worked out what it was, and then yeah. it wasn't an unfinished street lamp. Isn't it weird? Um, and now we've noticed that it quivers some days. Oh, <laughs> and the girls will shout, Oh, someone's done a big oh, one. Oh, your girls are disgusting <laughs> creatures. I mean, it really does show the calibre of the, of the parents, I think, when children Definitely. start speaking. Such foul street terms, <laughs> uh, like that. But so I learned something today. I learned something. Yeah, we'll tell you what we do. This is, this sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't. You don't always go for the phone-ins, but I'm happy to throw this out there. What have you learned today? What, give us one bit of, and it can be something epic, it can be something small, it can be a little bit of gossip. One thing, dear listener, that you have learnt today, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Mike, for example, my eldest um said uh he'd learnt ger- he'd learnt some animals in German. I said, Oh yeah, what have you learnt? He said, uh a cat is das cat. He said he said uh pigeon is das pigeon. He said, I think guinea pig is 
ist, ist das guinea pig? That's interesting. A lot of those German animals are the same words as the uh, the English ones. Go on, what have you had? What well, have you got? courtesy of Kate Robbins' Twitter. Oh, oh yes. Um, she put a picture up saying, guess what this plant is? And it, it looked like an egg coming out of a kind of stalk. Yep, yep. And it's an, it's an aubergine. That's why they're called eggplants. Before they go purple, they're white. So it looks yeah. like a boiled egg coming boiled out of a plant. It's the most amazing thing. Never seen one before. I also learned that some men, if they're, if they're overweight and their foreskin is too tight, they can get a bloody bell end. Oh my god. We watched embarrassing, have you seen embarrassing bodies? This one looked like he put does, a tomato down there. It was such a shame. Why does Dr. Christian always want to go and um, measure men's penises in rugby changing rooms? Medical, dress, changing medical rooms. reasons. He's, I've only ever seen a few episodes and he's always getting encouraging rugby players to measure their penises. <laughs> It's outrageous, but man alive, we watched the, we, 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 we well, we said we were bored of naked bodies, because we watched Sex Tape on Channel 4. Which and, wasn't what we thought. And we've watched a lot of, um, naked attraction. Yeah. And then we both said today, right, we're not watching either of those. We're both yeah. in bad moods. Came in in bad moods. I was, oh, the, every driver on the road was getting on my nerves. We treated ourselves to some Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. You have to buy them in packs of three. You have to. Um, and he said, right, we're not going to look at naked bodies. And then you went, how about we watch embarrassing bodies? I said, yeah, okay. And we went straight to the penis special. Of course we did. We had the choice, and that was the one that leapt out at us. It was disgusting. I mean, I mean, normal penises, right? And I'm speaking as a bi guy. Normal penises, they're not really... God was having a laugh when he made those. They're not yeah, the nicest thing. He had thing. a bit left over, didn't he? Yeah, they're not the nicest thing to look at. Well, or he took it from someone's forearm. A guy, get this, one of the guys, right, he'd been run over as a kid and the car ran over his penis and, and sent his balls up inside him and squashed his willy. Poor bloke. And he, he lived his life with it. And so they built him a new penis by cutting off the skin off his forearm. And, and the they were very generous, but I think he deserved that. The doctor said, the doctor said, well, he's got a very big forearm, so we can give him a very big penis. They cut off the skin of his forearm, and then just rolled, just rolled it up like they were like they were like rolling a, a comedy roll. spliff or something. Yeah. Then they just basically stapled it on to his, his front. Yeah, but then they shaped it nicely for him once that bit had healed. Oh my it? gosh, it was uh, some. See, I'd read about him, but I'd never seen. I'd never seen it, obviously. We'd talked about it. We talked about him because I think we'd read his story in the yes. papers, hadn't yes, we? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you got to think, poor lad, you know, he's, it happened to him when he was a kid, and that, that's got to screw you up. And he's in his 40s or yeah. something, wasn't he? Yeah. But, um, but man alive, there was that, there was the the guy whose um, bell was bloody. Oh, What was the other guy? Oh, there was a guy who was very overweight, and he found it difficult to, well, find it. Is that all it was? He just couldn't find it? Well, just very tricky. So they gave him a gastric bypass, and, uh, and lo and behold, there it was. He lost half his body weight. Well, here's the thing I don't understand, go right? On, go on. When we watch Dr. Pimple Popper, and most of the time it's not a pimple, it's a massive bloody great tumour or a cyst, great right? Great show, great show. You think, well, why would you go and do that on a television show? Well, simply because a lot of these people can't afford it's to get America. it done in America, Dr. Pimple right? Popper is in America, yeah. where you've got to pay for your medical treatment. Exactly. And this would cost, would cost thousands of dollars a lot of it. Exactly. So things like botched and pimple popper and all that sort of Forget stuff, it. I can see why it would be in someone's interest to go and, you know, take the embarrassment, um, in, in exchange for, for medical care that you can't afford. Yeah. I don't really understand why people go on embarrassing bodies. Do you? No. 
I don't. Unless they get treated privately. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. Well, they do. Get, obviously, they get private treatment. It's not. They're not being treated on the NHS. I'm sure it's paid for. Maybe you get more Maybe that's done. It, yeah. Maybe you get more done. Uh, it's a very strange program, and there's something about Doctor Christian. There's something about that boy I don't like. What song is that? Something about that boy I don't like. What song is that? I don't know. Yes, you do. What is it? Do you know, Amy? Well, there's something about that boy I, I don't like. I well, hear. sugar, he don't mean the things he said. Well, get him out of my way, cause I'm seeing red. I got plans to make, I got things to buy. I got to, but it's, why, I, yeah? want, uh, I don't know. But I've just want, worked out why this desk is so noisy. Someone keeps lowering the arm of this microphone so it's touching oh, the desk. So okay. Every time someone does that. Okay. Drives me absolutely nuts. Say what? Can you just acknowledge that that was wham? No. I don't know it was. It was wham. The wham rap. Go to the break while I talk to her. Yes, it was wham. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet lagged antipodeans. Can I covers? Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It was wham. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Craig. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, how are you doing? I'm very, very well, Craig. You're booming, booming through the headphones tonight. What have you got for us, Craig? Uh, oh, an interesting fact. Yeah? That McDonald's once produced bro- bubblegum flavoured broccoli. Hang on a minute, Craig. It sounded to me like you said McDonald's once produced a bubblegum fra- flavoured broccoli, but that's insane. That is correct. When, 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 when? I don't know when. I just know that it is. To try and get more children eating healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's always been their concern. <laughs> I know how we do it. We, we, we make it bubblegum flavoured. That's brilliant. That's actually, Ronald McDonald just treads that fine line between genius and poo smearing insane criminal, doesn't he? This is good. Did you ever try it, Craig? No, I've only just found out about it today. So who, who, share it with you. Hang on a minute. You haven't just started a new job today, have you? And, and this is the first thing your boss told you? No, I am actually at work right now, though. Who told you this? My, one of my mates who I work with. I... Is it true, Catherine? I can verify it. You Googled it? I found it, uh, an article about it in The Independent online Go on. on Tuesday, 18th of November, 2014. Okay. McDonald's have attempted to make kids eat more vegetables by experimenting oh, so recent. with bubblegum flavoured broccoli. Oh, wow. Astoundingly, the venture was not a success and the product was pulled before it even reached the shelves. The fast food chain CEO, Don Thompson, agreed that his company's latest attempt to get children eating healthy did not pan out. Oh. It, it cra- wasn't all that, he told Business Insider. It wasn't all that. Oh, Craig, thank you, mate. That's a brilliant bit of trivia to carry around. You like that? It's not bad, is it? It's, like it's not bad, mate. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Cheers, Craig. No problem. Thank you. There you go. That's a great call. That's what I want. He learned that today. What have you learned? Even if we don't get any more calls, that one will do it for me. What have you learned today? Uh, We've all learned that McDonald's tried bubblegum flavoured broccoli. I like broccoli. Here's the thing. I love Mm. Brussels sprouts. I do. Me and my youngest um, are the only ones in our family. I don't have Christmas dinner over there anymore, but um, it was just me and him that would love would love um, Brussels sprouts and so we'd have loads of them. I'm into all that stuff. Love a cabbage. Sprout. Yeah. Oh. Love a bit of cabbage. Love a sprout. Don't like kale. That's not that's not a Kale's food. Kale's alright. It's not food. But but Brussels sprouts and broccoli, bring it on man. Yes. 
Love it. What have you learned today, dear listener? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. British stars who called their sons after themselves and added a junior. Uh, seances, bloody bell ends, anything you want, basically, except for Brexit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, oh, we'll talk about um, uh, making love, if you can call it that, uh, in inappropriate places in a oh, minute. Yeah. I mean locations. All right, I mean locations. Filthy buggers. Penny. Hello, Ian. Hello, Penny. I haven't got a fact. I haven't learned anything that I can think of today. That's okay. We. Do, that's okay. There's no. You can call. You know. You can call in for absolutely anything. Well, I. You were talking about embarrassing bodies. Yes. And I have been very touched by one episode that I've watched twice. Oh, wow. And it was just, it blew my mind because, like you say, embarrassing bodies is kind of a weird thing anyway. Yeah. Because if you're embarrassed, why are you going on national TV? This is the thing me and Kath were talking about. Why yeah. go on the telly? Yeah. Uh, and also, this is the thing, right, that all of the doctors on there are hot. I guess you could say Dr. Christian is hot and Dr. Pixie and mm-hmm. the other doctor, female doctor, are all hot. And they're just fiddling with, with willies. <laughs> and I would go... Could I get a less attractive doctor, yeah. please, to fiddle with my willy, if you don't mind? Yeah, but but Dr. Christian, yeah. he does often deal with the men's areas, you know, like I said, he likes... Oh, well, he volunteers for that, definitely, yes. And this episode I watched, it just blew my mind. Go on. There's this man, he can't, you know, they come in and, you know, they sat, they sat, you know, Dr. Christian sat there with his legs wide open and, yeah. you know, kind of pouting. And he said... Uh, how can I help you? And this man, he was in his fifties, and he said, he said, um, I've got a bit of really embarrassing problem. Um, I seem to be having some leakage from my back package. Back- I seem to be having what? Leakage from <laughs> back package. Leakage. Back package. Back passage. Back passage. Yes. Yeah, passage. Passage. So, leakage. Dr. Christian, you know, was all cool and really nice and like, just pop up on the couch, and if you just lie on your side. Yeah, he's seen it all, hasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, his his manner was so like, oh, this is like totally normal. Is it one sugar or two? You know. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, you know, this poor guy, this is awful, this is this is a horrible thing, you know, yeah, yeah. could happen to any of us. And so then he put, I don't know why, they, uh, it was so graphic, the camera was there, they pulled his bum apart, <laughs> and they said, when uh, when did you last say pee bowels? And he said, oh, a little bit before I came in here. And he said, and how well do you think you cleaned your bottom? And oh, said, my God. As well as I can. He said, Dr. Christian said, well, that's the problem. You haven't actually. Then flashed up all these huge statistics about how people in the UK, are, you know, I can't remember, but a huge percentage just don't wipe our bums properly. Oh and basically, he just hadn't wiped his bum properly and it got really sore. And now all his neighbours and everyone that's who knows a him bummer. knows that he doesn't wipe his bum. And so I watched the episode again because obviously I was intrigued. <laughs> and it stays with me and I think about it every day. <laughs> Sid the skid. So he didn't have a leaky bum hole, he just didn't wipe it. Yeah, but he let Dr. Christian pull his bum hole, check okay. things apart, and then Dr. Christian go, oh, well, how, when did you last go, and how well do you think you wiped? Oh, my. I, I mean, really? I almost sound angry, don't I? I just can't believe it. I'm, I'm very, very, I'm clenching, I'm sat back, I'm holding my head... <laughs> Catherine nearly Catherine with the the willy one this 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 guy who had a bloody um tip let's say um, he has to put kitchen towel in his pants to absorb the blood and, and discharge oh my god and oh. when when he pulled his pants down and got it out Catherine nearly puked up she nearly honestly she started uh, 
Oh. <laughs> and um, I had to pause the image on the screen so that when she came back, she'd see it. Again. It's all there. <laughs> I, t- I turned <laughs> away thinking, let's make this go fast. And then it was. <laughs> but sometimes with naked attraction, as they go up, oh. I start to get vomit rising. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. same. There's a and reason why you fall in love with a person first. Oh, I don't yeah. like on these programs, Penny. Naked attraction and, and embarrassing bodies do it. I don't like the faux science. No. Forget the. the yeah. it's, it's like you know, um, uh, you know, Love ab- Island. Yeah, those adverts for shampoo. And here's the science. No one cares about the science. Is it going to get my hair clean? Are we going to see a nice yeah. willy? What? Well, let's just see the bit. Of the, I remember once a woman had. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe this on the radio. Her labia, <laughs> it was like, um, what did I say it was like? Tortillas or something. It was, <laughs> it was, um, um, japatis. That was it. It was like japatis. Was that embarrassing bodies? Because I saw that she had an operation and it was brilliant what they did. It was amazing what they did, but that was embarrassing bodies. It was I like you said that was naked attraction. Oh. Oh, no, that was, no, that was embarrassing bodies. Did I? Oh, was I, it? I haven't seen that. No, no. Naked attraction where they... No, na- no, no, embarrassing bodies is what embarrassing I'm saying. Embarrassing bodies, I didn't see was. any fannies on that. We were watching the knob special. No. I've oh, seen, sometimes. Sorry, Catherine, to break it to you. I've seen programmes without you sometimes. Oh, no, I thought you were referring to shows that we'd seen. <laughs> no. What? No. <laughs> you asked me what you'd said about it. And I wasn't there. No, but I'd had this conversation. No, it's not because I'd had this conversation with you earlier. No, you hadn't. I told you about the labia that looked like chapatis. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You must have dreamt it. What? Stop gaslighting me. <laughs> why I would I dream? Hang on a minute. Stay out of this, Penny. It sounds like why? If she was on naked attraction. You'd why? See it before they raised the thing. Why would I, I need have? To say, I need to say, on on that same episode, was that the tubular tits one? <laughs> oh my God. The what one? There was, I'm sure it was on the, on the, I don't know how to say it, labia, labia. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. Anyway, I think on that episode, yeah. they, they went, this uh, woman came in, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed, and she took her bra off, and I, I don't want to upset anyone if this is the case, but it's called tubular, it's not called tubular tits, I've made that up, it's tubular, tubular bells. But they literally grew like more like sausages with yeah. nipples on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, was that, the one. Did you see? Was that on the one with the the design of vagina? Yeah, I saw that one. That was amazing. And here is a recording of it now. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke for you guys. It's the tube. The tube. I just had a, a tweet through from Alex saying, "This is putting me right off my late night marmite on toast." Oh, <laughs> for goodness' sake, Penny! Thank you very, very much for your call. Gosh. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. It really has, um, taken a very Well, you know, everyone's turn. beautiful in their own way. Wait, I told you that I'd seen that. Why would I dream about describing, um... D- d- I don't know, sicker. Jeez. Very well. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, what? I've just learned how cashews grow, thanks to Twitter. Yeah, they sort of grow out of a giant bud. Yeah. 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 Like an upside down strawberry. Yeah. Gosh. Isn't that funny? No wonder they're expensive. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Mm. Sex in places where one would perhaps not think of it. Oh, so the switchboard's empty, by the way, dear listener. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. You can call in about anything you want, baby. Now, what I like in newspapers... Thank you. I think it was Lane. Did Lane tweet yes. this? Thank you, Lane. What I like about online newspapers is when they put a video up 
that someone's taken because they saw something that they were so disgusted by, yep. they had to film it. They had to it. film it, of course they did. A woman paying respect to her recently deceased mother was left horrified and disgusted after spotting a couple romping in the graveyard. Romping in the graveyard. The woman, who didn't want to be named, was so horrified she filmed them in the hope of embarrassing the pair and condemned the behaviour as a shameful carry-on that I'll be watching a lot because I'm going to save it in my favourites. Well, I'm, I'm only going to watch it as long as it's not filmed in portrait which I'm guessing it probably is. The couple was spotted appearing to have sexual intercourse on a <laughs> grave. Intercourse? We're going interrailing this gap year. They were spotted appearing to have it. They, they were they were appearing to have it. They were spotted appearing, appearing to, have. to have it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. one had fallen over and the other one was picking them up. Maybe they were so upset yeah. that they had to comfort each other horizontally. Okay, yeah, I get it. At St. Michael's Cemetery in Cork City, Ireland, on Tuesday. The clip shows the couple lying under a tree. Oh, well, the mirror have decided they were engaging in sex acts. They weren't well, appearing they to have intercourse. Guys. They, they've decided that's what's going on. The woman sent the footage to the Neil Prenderville show on Red FM with a message that read, Hi, Neil. I visited my mother's grave last night. I saw you last night, Neil. Here's the video proof. Did you want? No. Hi, Neil. I visited my mother's grave last night in St. Michael's graveyard and came across oh. two people having sex on a grave. I was horrified, but they didn't seem to care. Guys, when I'm dead, use my graveyard for rotting as much as you like. That's right, I'm having a whole graveyard. If it had been on my mother's grave, I wouldn't have been responsible for what I would have done. Oh. I took out my phone in the hope it would shame them. This was 7.15pm. It was an absolute disgrace. Dogs wouldn't behave like that. Mm, well... I've only buried me mother. It was a shameful carry-on in our graveyard. <laughs> a spokesperson for St. Michael's Cemetery had not seen the video, but had heard about it. <laughs> I hear you refer you're a pervert now, Father. <laughs> a spokesperson for St. Michael's Cemetery had not seen the video, but had heard about it and confirmed to Cork Bio that there are seven cameras in place in the cemetery, but they mainly focused on the front of the site as there is no power source at the far side of the graveyard. Makes sense. Makes sense. The calls to introduce so-called grave cams were raised at the council meeting several years ago. Put them in the gravestones like they do in ATMs, which yes. is like a little thing just peering out and you can see. That'd be great. I'd w you know that um, everyone is... They should have a little voice thing goes, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Kiss your mother with that mouth. You know that TV show, what's it called? Every Everyone's a winner, baby. The, um, the, the one where you see babies being born. Look, everyone's a winner, baby. Oh, no, it's not called that. Well, it's, it's, it's called... Look out, here no, comes a baby now. It's called... She's dropping one. No. Here she blows. It's called... Let's, let's have your babies. No. Nope. Um, pop it out. One born every minute. That's it, right. But do that, but for graveyards, mm -hmm. where you, you don't even need to get permission, I don't think, but on every gravestone, you put a little camera and a microphone, and it's activated when people go and mourn, and I would watch, like... Sad cams. I would watch five hours of people mourning. Here's the thing, right? Here's what you get. You get people... Mary, we'll come to you in a minute. You get people sad and upset. Yeah. You get... What? What are you looking at me for? Your microphone's rattling now. Yeah, because I'm, pull, I'm pulling a thing. I'm pu well, it. no, I'm doing something. Just leave it alone. I'm playing. Um, so you get people mourning. Oh, I'm missing. You get people, like, plotting a murder. Yeah. You get people saying you fancy having it off when we get back. You get people doing it. Yeah. It'd be a great show. All human life and death is here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, lo I'd love it. Sad Cam. Only on Channel 4.
I bet graveyards are quite horny. I mean, all after those people dark, lying prone. Flipping it, man. <laughs> I think in the olden days, like the 80s, people used to do it in graveyards a lot, didn't they? Yeah, sex magic. Sex magic, goths, they yeah. were always at it in there. Kids and tramps. But I suppose you're kind of, you're kind of assured privacy, aren't you? We've got gods watching and the spirits and this nosy woman. Go on, what else did she have to say? No, no, they're just saying uh, that there are now cameras in place in a number of graveyards in the area. But they're, I mean, they're not there to catch the, like... Porn, they're they? not there to catch the living they're there to catch the dead <laughs> no, <laughs> thank no. you guys um phone lines are open love to get your thoughts on that uh so it's, it's a big it's the big talking point of the day uh what do you think is she right to complain actually you know if we'd have been at three counties and this had been a local story we would have led with that oh yeah yeah of course of course we would um uh, let's do it let's do it as a phone-in okay so just just give us the, wrap up the story again get wrap up the story and do it as a phone-in um so uh all right uh, um, Why are you finding this difficult? Because I've got to find the end. There's a lot of pictures. Spokesperson for some... The calls to introduce so-called grave cams were raced at a council meeting several years ago in an attempt to contact, an, sorry, combat antisocial behaviour in local cemeteries. And there are now cameras in place at a number of graveyards in the area. It's a big story. What do you think? Give us a call now. Do you agree with the local council that we should be putting cameras in graveyards to keep an eye on what's going on there? Or do you want to mourn in private? Or do you think we should be allowed to have sex in graveyards? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Our graveyard's just for dead bodies. Call me now. Give us a call. Uh, the phone lines are going absolutely mental on this. If you could say mental these days, you probably can't. Mary's called us in. Mary, what do you think graveyards are for? <laughs> um, I've never tried it in a graveyard. So, <laughs> um, you've put thoughts into my mind. Of course I've put thoughts into your mind. <laughs> I'm Paul McKenna, the mesmerist. <laughs> what can we do for you, Mary? Um, I just wanted to say that um, we've talked about music and singing. Yes. And I just want to say I didn't, I wasn't aware of this quite a few years ago. Yes. And one of the girls that worked for me suggested I did it because I went through a period of depression, and she knew that I enjoyed singing. Yes. And it was quite seriously. The most wonderful thing that anyone ever did for me. What was it? And you join in every city. There are singing groups. Oh. And barbershop quartets. You should join one because you love singing. Yes. I can tell that. Yes, I'm a great singer. Um, and you're not auditioned. Well, hang on a minute. What do you mean not auditioned? I, I, well, I don't want to be singing with rubbish people. I want to sing with good people. The cre la creme de la hey, crop. Listen. Hey, listen. Hey. You are singing with the best in your city. I'm being dead serious. The, the singing groups are amazing singers that join. Yeah. They join no for process. relaxation and for fun. And, as and as there are all joint. types of singing groups. Yeah. Um, I've, be I've been to a straight singing group. I've been to a lesbian singing group. I'll join that one. I've Jokes. been to a mixed group of singers yes. who are all the different types of sexes. Oh. And it's the greatest fun. And you don't, you quite, I was very nervous about joining, yes. even though I'm a singer. Yeah. I was terrified. The first hey, time I went, I yeah. had two glasses of wine. Oh, It gives me just courage to yep. get to 
sing in front of a group of people. And what songs have you been singing, Mary Mary? You sing all different types of songs. It depends on the singing group. Uh, there are gospel singing groups. I love gospel music. Yep. I never felt good enough to join the gospel singing group because they are first class. Isn't it? But I joined, my favorite one was a singing group where we would all go to the singing group and anyone could bring a song they wanted to sing. Ooh. And so we would sing absolutely anything and everything. And I recommend it for people. Um, I really did. I almost had a nervous breakdown. And this person who worked for me, I have to say, she saved my life wow. by saying to me, Mary, you like singing. Yeah. Join the singing group. And I didn't even know Brighton, as you know, I'm from Brighton. I didn't know Brighton had singing groups. They charge very little. The first one I joined, I paid three pounds a week. There you go, that's affordable. I joined one recently, and they were superb. Yeah. And they charge ten pounds a week. Ooh, that's a price. And they all go to the singing group, and as soon as they finish singing, they, they all go off to the local pub together. There you go, you see. But you have to hang out with people, do you? No, no. You you can just go on your own. Uh, do your singing and just go home. Because I, I, um, I, 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 my problem, I think the problem in the world is there are... Too many people! I, I don't like people. <laughs> um, yeah. But you can, you, you, okay, but you, you're okay in, in, in the company of others. Uh, yes, now I am. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, some of the singing groups, there's only maybe 20 people. Okay, okay. So, you know... Uh, some of the, the, I mean, we have got one of the best gay choirs, male gay choirs, oh. in Brighton. I mean, they've even recorded. Wow. Gosh. I mean, they are amazing. And okay. um, I just recommend it to anyone. Uh, and, you know, people say, oh, I can't sing. But almost everyone no. can sing. No, no, everyone no. Can no, no, sing. no, 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 no. I told no. I, no. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, there are some people, thank God I'm not one of them, I've been blessed with, with a great voice. I know you have. There are many people who simply cannot sing. But some people can't even speak properly, let alone sing. I know. I learned that from the person that recommended me because I said to her, right, you must come with me. It's such a fantastic evening. And she said, I don't think I can sing. And I said, yeah. I said, Elaine, everyone can sing. And she said, I'm not sure. I'll go and have a singing lesson and I, with a professional. And I said, oh, God, I'm too nervous to do that. And she said, no, I'm going to do it. She came back oh. and said, I was too excited. Yeah, When okay. she came back, right. and I said, how did you get on? How did you get on? Loved it. And she said, Beautiful. I failed miserably, Mary. Oh. I oh. can't sing. <laughs> that, that didn't end as I expected. The majority of people can sing. Mary, thank you very much. It is certainly a suggestion. Do you know, I was thinking, or, thank you, Mary, all the time I was listening to Mary. How does a flute work? Because you don't blow in it, you blow over it. You blow over it. You don't blow in it. You blow over it, and that makes it, that makes it the, work. The flute lips is one of my favourite face positions. I just, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That and oboe face. 
Uh, how does oboe, oboe face is like a, oh. Like you're squeezing a very, very hard, um, motion out. Okay. Um, with very tight lips. Like that. But the flute lips, my sister used to play the flute and it was a constant source of fun for me. Would it be fair to say that your, has your sister, I've only met her once, so I don't know. Mm. Has your sister got flute lips? Or has she got trumpet lips? Has my mum has horn lips, yeah. Does she, she really? The French horn. Wow, wow. So, okay, so you, your mother... That's not a flute. And I was a fiddler. Okay, all right. That all makes, that all makes absolutely, um, perfect, perfect sense. Um, okay. Um... Range and I'm trying to find a flute music. Here we go. It's all I've got. She's blowing over it. This woman's got flute lips. We think your sister has got what? Blowjob yeah, lips? Every family. Too far? Wow. Too far? Wow. Wow? Come on now. Too far? Is that too far? Should we go to a break? Jive Talk, the janitors, jazz cats, and gin-soaked boys, and girls. Is that Commando? <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Can I... I'm going to try something here that I think this technology can do. If I click on that... Um, um, right, I'm going to dial a number oh. of someone who's texted in, because I think it's someone we've spoken to before. And how do I... Uh, oh, what have I done? That one there. There we go, there we go. This is Naomi. It's a good text, it's a really good text. It's too good for me to read out. Come on, Naomi, answer the phone, please. Hello. Hello, Naomi, it's Ian and Catherine, you're live on Talk Radio. Hello, Naomi. Evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, listen, I knew it was safe to call you because we've spoken before. Your text is too good to read out as a text. <laughs> Would you be prepared to tell us this story on the radio? Why not? <laughs> Go on then, this is great. This is, you're going to love this one, Kath. Go on then, Naomi. So, I know a friend... I know a, a friend. Fr I know a friend. Here we go. All right. All right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and her, her and her partner went to the cinema. And they thought it was nice showing in the cinema. So they had rude, sexy time. And rude, once, sexy time in the empty cinema. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Once, once they finished, cleaned themselves off, a few people gave them a round of applause. <laughs> 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 see why I had to call her. <laughs> I could never do that story justice. <laughs> what was um, what was the film you were watching, Naomi? They were watching, excuse me. What was the film? Your friend. Your friend. Was watching. They was, well, they wasn't watching much of the film. <laughs> but they, they didn't strip <laughs> off naked, did they? No, no, the bottom half. Just the bottom half. And did they do it on the floor or did they do it in the seats? Seats. 
Clubbing told in the red. That must so have made I'm... an awful racket because they rip it, rip it, rip it, rip it. <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> but still, to get a round of applause for it, that's that's a Brucey bonus, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. That I'm, is. I'm, uh, I'm very proud of my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your. I know we don't speak very often there. I mean, I know it's normally when we open up the Skype, but I I, I love your uh, your contributions to the show. How are you doing? You're right. I'm good. I'm good. All right, well, wicked. Thank- I'll let you go. Day. I'll let you go now. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. <laughs> you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wasn't that a great story, huh? Gosh. Wasn't that a great story? Line eleven isn't me. Did I activate line eleven? That wasn't me. Okay, good because I was trying to. I've never rung back a text before. And I was, my, the phone's went a bit funny. In the cinema, round of applause. Expensive phone doing it in there, isn't it? Well, it depends. If it's the end of the run, then you get it, you get the film's quite cheap, don't you? Um, <laughs> good evening, Mark. Outrageous. I beg your pudding. Graveyards are holy places. Ooh, we've got a there are only two things that belong in a graveyard. Yes, sir. Stiffies and big gaping holes. I beg oh, Mark, Mark, please! He's hung up. Outrageous. We hung up. We just needed to keep him on the line for another 30 seconds and we could have triangulated his position. It, it, we just didn't keep him on long enough. That's outrageous. Um, let us go. 344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Mike. Good evening, Mike. Hi, Ian and Catherine. Hello, Mike. Hello. What you got for us? Oh, I think the last two callers just answered part of my question. Oh, go on. I just... <laughs> I just wanted your views on um, reasserting positivity. I know you've been up and down a few times. Yeah. Um, I like your topics about making a list, and I like the um, learning something new in a day. Yeah. I wonder what else you had for reasserting some positivity, positive outlooks on life. Um. <sighs> I know. Seize the how, joy. How do you force yourself into it? How do you force it? I, well, you can fake it. You can't force yourself into it. You can fake it. I can do that. Faking is faking is. We just go. Yeah, I'm, uh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm having a great weekend. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, got some. I'm looking forward. Faking it is easy. I don't think you can force yourself into it. Sometimes, if you if one fakes it, it becomes a little bit infectious and it starts becoming real. Um, we have a, have a saying in, in 12 step rooms, fake it to make it, right? And what that means is, you may not want to get clean, but if you pretend that you want to get clean, eventually, after a time, you start to, to want it. And I think that that can work in terms of your emotions to a certain extent for some people. What is going on for you, Mike? Are you not feeling very jolly at the moment? No, no, no. I've had a death in the family this morning. Oh, um, my. And a speeding fine come through all at the same time in the same day. Mm. I've just come out of central London, back onto the motorway, and it just feels aggy everywhere. Everywhere's just... And like, like you said earlier, it's very... Everything's in a rut and Doesn't aggy. It? Yeah. Th- does, it, does it feel like that? Yeah, it does. It, it feels... I think it's because we're due a thunderstorm, right? As, as Kath is it, said is earlier... It's just a low cloud. It feels very close, right? It's very... The, the weather is very close, as my mum would say, or muggy, right? Um, but you're right, and we've talked about this on the show before, but, but certainly tonight, it feels, it feels really aggy in London. It felt re- it really, really aggy. All the traffic, everything. Yeah. Tense. It was stressful. I, I, I wasn't enjoying myself. Even 
driving down motorways, I used to pick up bits of inspiration, lorries going past, nice cars going past. Mm. And think, what do they what do they do? You know, and I used to I used to like that and give me something to talk about and make up stories about people and entertain me. Isn't but it? even today a Lamborghini passed on the back of a lorry. And it was obviously some guy having a delivery of his brand new Lamborghini. Yeah. And all I could think was doesn't it look tragic on that little truck? Can I tell I you? That's not like me. That's Mike, my favourite things. I get a real kick out of seeing big things on the back of lorries going up the motorway. Right? My my favourite things in reverse order. My top three big things to see on the back of lorries. Right? Number three, a house. You see it sometimes. A house on the back of a lorry. Number two, a boat. Number one, mm-hmm. and it, when I see this, oh, I get so excited. A train, a train on the back of a lorry being driven up the motorway. Does I, I've seen it maybe three times in my life, but boy, oh boy, it gets me excited. I've seen it today. I've seen a lot. I've seen a train on the back of a lorry. Did today. you really? It did nothing. Oh it no, nothing. Mike! Mike's dead on the inside. Right, we need to I turn this. Get a we need to turn this well, around because if a train has on, had a particularly hard day, I know. But if a train <laughs> on the back of a lorry, isn't it interesting as well? There'll be some people going. Death in the family, and why is he mentioning a parking ticket? But a parking ticket, right, is obviously, in the, re- the real world, it's nothing. It's, it's 50 quid, 60 quid, whatever it is, 30, you pay it, right? And you can be angry and you can begrudge it, you, you pay it. But it, it can, it can, and in the, compared to a death, it's nothing. But it can really balls up yeah. your, the way you feel, well, can't it? It's frustrating because you kind of did it to yourself. That's the annoying thing about it, yeah. It was a speeding ticket, and speeding. I did do it to myself, okay. and it, I accept it, and I accept punishment. Mm. But even, as you say, with parking, I went to parking today, I drive for a living, so I pull over somewhere, and I try and get some exercise and go for a walk. I pulled over at some forest the other day, some woods, get a bit of peace, serenity, enjoy myself, just on my own. It was £3.20 to park the car. It made me claustrophobic to be in England. Yes. It's, aggy, it's just aggy everywhere. Everyone wants something out of you. And if you can't even drive through in and out of London, you know, and the speeding fine comes through. And I just thought, just... Get from me. What can, right, what can we do? We're here, we are your servants, Mike, we, we want, that. we've got five and a half minutes left of the day. Let's try <laughs> and end Mike's day on a positive note, okay? What can we do for you, Mike? What, we'll do what, anything. What are those baby steps I can take? What are those, just moments I can get to, just to put me back in a frame of positivity? I mean, another example, I bought, uh, I, I take people to the airports all day and all night. Uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. And I'm always got my passport in the glove box thinking, I'll jump on that plane. I just bought a visa to Canada thinking, I can activate that at any time now. Um, but I don't want to be at the airport. It's too stressful. No one looks happy to be at the airport. People want to fly drones around it and go on strikes. And I come away from it and I think, oh, get me, I can't, I thank God I'm away from oh, that. That's what you need and to I do. Haven't been, I haven't been like that. I, I don't know if it's just today. It switch, might, switch today the, might here's what you need to do. Switch the radio off. Sit with yourself. And just think, uh, let your mind wander. Don't listen to the radio, because even though we don't do Brexit, we're going to the news in a minute, and you're going to hear a really horrible story about a, about a murder and about the drones and about you're going to re- hear really horrible stories, right? And that's going to make you hate humanity even more. And then we come back, yeah, we, we say we, we, you know, we, we, we switch the radio off. And don't, tomorrow, don't listen to the radio in your car. I know you drive for a living. Take some CDs. Take whatever you don't. Listen to the radio tomorrow or read a newspaper. Here's the thing you could do, which I find really helpful sometimes. Put a song on and sing at the top of your lungs. That's a nice idea. I like that. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it loud. Do it loud. 
do it loud. Uh, open the windows, right? Who gives yeah. a who gives a stuff if anyone hears you, man? You open the windows, scream out into the the night air your favourite songs, and uh, that's an excellent suggestion from Catherine. Yeah, I like that. And don't read any papers or listen to any radio for the next 24 hours. That's my prescription for you. Well, this is it. I get joy from going to the pub and sitting on a pint. I flick through my phone and see what's going on. But that's all miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't don't, get away from it. Don't. Don't. Unfollow everyone on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Mute all your notifications. Be free. And then I'll have to pay £3.20 park somewhere to be free. I will give you, <laughs> I will give you the £3.20. If, if I ever bump into you, Mike, say it, £3.20, I will make sure I'm always carrying £3.20 so that I can give it to you, so you can go off dog, uh, you can go off for a wander in the woods. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just passing sirens after that. There yeah. we go, good luck. <laughs> Mike, uh, I'm really sorry you've had a lousy day, man. Uh, I hope you get some relief. Uh, you're a good yeah. man, and thank you for sharing I'll that. I'll have a thing. Thank you. Yeah, Cheers, go, Mike. Go thank forth you. and give it some That's welly. Good suggestion, Boyley. It's a great suggestion. I was listening to David Cassidy in the car today. We forget to do that. Yes. I used to sing at the top of my lungs on my own in the car all the time in my 20s, but uh, you just get caught up in all sorts <laughs> of crap, you don't you? Do you a funny tweet? Do you actually pay them to cockwombles for spouting that tripe? Do you know the name of the person that's tweeted that? Justice for Tommy. Uh, <laughs> You've made my night, mate. Thank you. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Mike goes, the switchboard is empty. We have another hour of this. Boy, oh boy, this is fun. We don't do Brexit, but we do whatever you want. This is the late night alternative, uh, with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
love the Delgado. I love it. Emma Pollock, what a voice. Treat yourself, gone by any Emma Pollock solo album or the last three Delgado's albums. Just joyful. is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee. Every weeknight from 10 on Talk Radio, you can download apps, you can listen to us online, you can listen on DAB. There are, of course, podcasts aplenty uh, out and about. We've got the Talk Radio podcast. We haven't put a rabbit hole podcast this week because we, we muffed up. We muffed it up. Uh, but it will go out at some point next week. We'll put a rabbit hole with Shaftesbury and then... Yeah, I don't um, think we've done Belfast yet. Have we, have we not put Belfast no. out? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. We ought to. It cost us enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, three. The switchboard's empty, guys. Oh, three. Four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Hey, look at that. We, the, 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 the sale of the book is slowing down now. Of course, there's a big rush at the start and then it slows down. Uh, and, and I was just checking because we were just under 1500 quid. We are over 1,500, but we've got 1,521 pounds, 68 pence, uh, for the Samaritans from people who bought our book, uh, The Late Night Alternative. Here's the thing, The Late Night Alternative Transcripts. Um, and who knows, maybe next week or in a couple of weeks, we'll do, after like half twelve or something, we'll do it late when no one's listening. Maybe if you want to phone in, we can, we can act out a scene. Um, it's a very funny book. It's a very silly book. There's a foreword written by Bob, uh, Mortimer. Um, and it's all, all the profits. It's, it's twelve ninety nine, but all the profits, which I think are five pounds ninety eight per book, go to the Samaritans. One thousand five hundred twenty one pounds sixty eight pence. That is brilliant. Uh, if you go to Lulu L U L U dot com, Lulu dot com, and type in Late Night Alternative, the book comes up there. It's beautiful. It's got a really nice cover taken by our mate. Picture taken by our mate Jeff. And thank you to everyone who contributed to it. And um, I'm I'm thrilled that we've made that much money. And what we're going to do is where are we it's friday september the 13th now at the end of the month or first of october we'll we'll see what we've got we'll total it all up we'll send uh i've got to work out actually how you get the money out because they got i guess they have to send it to me as soon as they send me the, the the money we'll send it to the samaritans and then we'll do that every month if you know people carry on buying it every month we'll send uh the money there oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number Catherine, what have you got for us okay um, now, we were talking about embarrassing bodies earlier on. Yes. Here's an injury you don't want. Uh-oh. woman laughs so hard that her mouth gets stuck open while travelling no. on a train. No. Mm-hmm. What? Because sometimes my, my jaw gets a bit clicky. Well. No, it's a clicky sometimes. This is according to Daily Star. So it must be true. A woman found something so... I've got a picture here of it. A woman found something so hilarious she broke her face, it has been reported. Jeez. Now, I once laughed so hard I threw up, but I had never broken my face. You know someone once laughed so hard at, I think it was either Monty Python or the goodies that they died. No. Yeah, I think it was Monty Python uh, and, and, um, yeah, so, so they, they could say they had the, fu- you know, the funniest joke in the world. Someone died wow. laughing at Monty Python. The woman who has not been named was travelling on a high-speed train heading for Guangzhou South Railway Station in South China. Do you pronounce it Guangzhou? Guangzhou. Do you, pr- do you pronounce it Guangzhou? Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. Well, Guangzhou. Um, yep. Wang Zhu. 
Okay, let's not get hung Guangzhou up. South. Okie dokie. Oh, it's Gu- uh, it's Gu- uh, no, if it's South, you're right, it is Guangzhou. If it's South, it's Guangzhou. Mm-hmm. If it's North, it's pronounced differently, but we'll, yeah. we'll deal with that on a different show. When she's believed to have started laughing at something, I wish we knew what it was. There can't be much to laugh at in China. They can't really. I mean, they, they can't really, unless she was ordered to laugh. Well, sometimes the t- By Mao Zedong. Sometimes in the toughest situations, you get the biggest laughs. There are um, people that laugh at funerals, aren't they? I'm working the tension. on a joke that I don't think is racist. Oh, God, what? Um, do you hear about the Chinese fella whose mouth kept squeaking? Doctor said he had a, a mousy tongue. A mousy oh, tongue. It needs a little bit more work. No, I don't think it does, actually. I think it's there. Did you hear um, about the Chinese fella whose mouth was squeaking all the time? Yeah, the doctor said he had a mousy tongue. Mousy tongue. That's it. Did you hear it? I got it. Um, uh, did you, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear about the Chinese fella? Don't worry, it's not one of those jokes. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the Chinese fella whose mouth was squeaking? Ah! Did you hear about the Chinese fellow who couldn't stop eating cheese? Oh, here we go. He he hear about the Chinese attack. fellow who couldn't, his mouth kept squeaking and he couldn't stop eating cheese. Went to the doctor and the doctor said, hmm, yeah, I think you've got a mousy tongue. Local paper. Did you hear about the Chinese fella who couldn't, his mouth couldn't stop squeaking and he couldn't stop eating cheese? And he went, he came to Britain, but he was from China. He came to Britain and went to a northern doctor. And the doctor, northern, British northern doctor said, I think you got a mousy tongue. We say tongue. Mousy tongue, mate. Got a mousy tongue, mate. And also, doctors tend to be posh. They wouldn't talk like that. Um, that's, uh, classist. You just want a class war, Farage. Carry on. I've done a funny and you know it and you're gutted. So I've done. You want to clear that up. I've done a funny. You're gutted. And you're thinking, well, ooh, last hour to go and it's now 1-0 to Ian. Um, how am I going to top that? I wouldn't bother, but I look forward to hearing your effort. But I wouldn't bother if I were you, Catherine. I've won. Okay. Mousy dung. Mousy dung. Local papers reported to laugh so hard, in fact. Uh, perhaps maybe it was at that joke. I don't think so. Maybe it was at the mousy tongue joke. I don't Probably not allowed to laugh at that, but no. sometimes when you're not allowed, it's at funerals. People laugh a lot at funerals because they're not allowed to, or because yeah. they see someone having it off behind the gravestone. But, maybe she was laughing at the mousy tongue joke. Local papers reported mm. she laughed so hard, not at that joke, that she dislocated her jaw and was left with her mouth jammed wide open. She called for help, help, and staff put out an announcement on the train's public address system asking if they... Oh, dear. Uh-oh... Here we go. Here's how it's actually written. I mean, I could cover it up, but someone's made a boo-boo. Uh-oh. She called for help, and staff put out an announcement on the train's public address system asking there was a doctor on board. Well, maybe that's translated from the Chinese. No, it's not. Hmm. Luckily for the stricken woman, there was. Dr. Luo Wengsheng of Liwan Hospital, part of Guangzhou Medical University, heard the request and hurried to help. He said... I was resting when I heard an announcement asking whether there were any doctors, brackets, on board the train. I rushed over and found the passenger unable to speak or close her mouth. She was drooling, so I initially thought she'd had a stroke. But I took her blood pressure and asked her some questions and learned that she'd actually dislocated her jaw. According to reports, the woman's jaw came out of place after she laughed too hard and she was left with her mouth wide open. I warned her that I wasn't an expert, but I knew how to do the procedure. I also told her there was a chance I wouldn't be able to set it. Here's a recording of what happened. 
斤呢？ The patient was 二斤吗？他非常 finished. Oh, finished now. What was that? It turned unpleasant. Didn't know that was going to happen. The patient was quite nervous, and her facial muscles were all very tense. So I failed on the first attempt. He continued. I advised her to go to a hospital instead, but train staff told us it would be another hour. The passenger became very agitated and wanted her jaw set right away. So I agreed to try again. What do you do? Do you punch punch the old? They're not saying on it because they don't want you trying it. Well, now I'm going to try different techniques to work it out. I would imagine you would put, um, I would imagine you would put her head between your knees and um, like hit her on the top of the head with a mallet. Would that, would that possibly, could that possibly do it? No, I said I did it when she was distracted, and luckily it went back in place. The passenger revealed she dislocated her jaw in the past due to repeatedly vomiting during pregnancy. Oh my God! If you dislocated your jaw in the past, laughing, yawning, or even just opening your mouth too wide can lead to it happening again. The original Chinese news report doesn't say what joke it was that caused the woman's joke to dislocate. I think we've worked it out here, Mousy Dong. Mousy Dong. Sorry. Have you finished? Yeah. Okay. Here's a question my boys ask, and I think I know the answer. But, well, I, I, I think I know the answer. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Have you? Grown- I'm just distancing myself from you. <sighs> if you're going to continue to tell that joke, I'm not continuing to tell the joke. I'm doing the punchline to a very funny non-racist joke, uh, where the punchline is mousy tongue. Yeah. Um, my boys ask me this question, and I think I know the answer, as I know a lot of. things. Things. Um, that's not me being arrogant, it's just true. Why are yawns contagious? And what what was your response? Let's see what you were there. Are you trying to fight that yawn? I'm not even near yawning. Amy yawned, didn't you, Amy? Didn't. You did. You shouldn't have shouldn't have come on the microphone. They didn't give you permission. What was the response you gave this poor child? Well, no, I told. It's going to mean he never gets into medical school. <laughs> no, I told. Well, I told him what I think the answer is. Go on. But I don't want to say it because then you'll go. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think the answer is? You've never been asked that by your kids. No. Okay. Well. Okay. They watch Operation Ouch. They know more medical matters Mommy. than I do. Mummy. Mummy. Why are they talking like that? Mummy, can, when I'm out of bath, mummy, and I have some cheese and cracker, mummy. Mummy, mummy, when I'm out of bath, and I'm dried down in front You've of- met my children, they're, they're th- posher than I am. In front of fire, mummy. Can what? I have a lump of coal to play with? Have you got any coal to play with, Gosh. mummy? Or has it all gone on fire? Has it all gone on fire, mummy? Could I play with, could I play with the coal dolly, mummy? Please, mummy, would that be nice? Could I have a bit of cheese to lick before we put it back in box? Mummy, please, 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 our ma'am. Our ma'am, could I play it with cold dolly? I've made hair out of lint, mummy, front pocket. And then could I lick a bit of cheese before we put it back in cheese box? Ma'am, our ma'am. Is that, and then I'll go off to work if you like, our ma'am. God. In, in cotton milk. Wow. Threading cotton on bobbins. 
threading cotton on bobbins in in olden days, man. You had to bring the mill into it, didn't Aye, you? Aye, man. Aye, I did, man. Aye, I did. I did. I did. No school, no school, ma'am. I finished school now. I'm nine. Finished school now, now, ma'am. Nine years old, ma'am. So got, don't got no school, don't got no school no more, ma'am. I'm working now. I'm working at cotton mill, threading bobbins, bobbins of cotton. Ah, ma'am. Could, uh, could I play with your fag ends when you finish with them, ah, ma'am? Is that okay? Can I make, can I make, um, dollies out of fag ends? Out of, out of your fag ends, ma'am. Please, ma'am. Please, ma'am. I'm begging you. Please, ma'am. I don't know anything about yawns, no. Is my little sister come down front chimney yet, ma'am? Oh my god. <laughs> She's been up there three weeks, ma'am. I can hear her crying at night. <laughs> I can hear her crying at night, ma'am. I can hear her crying. Please let me down chimney. And I hear you shouting, no, you little shit, not till you clean old bloody chimney. I want to see you coming out the tap. Oh, chimney. Are you not coming down? Ma'am, please let her come down and play. Play with the fag end dollies. Fucking dollies, Miss Little and Man, please, man. Please, man. I beg, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you, man. I beg you. I beg you, man. I kid. I kid up, chimney. I beg you, man. Please let come down and play with fucking dollies. Stop it, because you're actually breaking my heart. Thank you very much. And see. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. I would like a steward's inquiry, please, because when we went to the news... Uh, went to the break then, Catherine said, I, I, I couldn't, sorry, I didn't mean to get upset on air, but I couldn't stand you doing that because actually that's really similar to what used to happen. Then what did you tell me you used to do when you were a little kid? What you used to say to your granddad? Granddad, if I'm good, will you let me have a dance on coal bunker? Almost word for word what I just said. And you're going, it's not like that. What are you doing? Don't talk like that. Well, no, like, well, and what? then, and then you used to say, just say it again. <laughs> come, cal- calm down, come close to the microphone and say it. Grandad, if I'm good, will you let me have a dance on Coal Bunker? Amy, could you clip that, please, and email it to me? I hope you've, if you've got my new email, if you could send that over, please, that's going to be a hot key. And you know what you used to say? Of course you can, cock. <laughs> <laughs> Term of endearment in Salford, cock. <laughs> uh, 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I love working with you. Oh, thanks, cock. Okay. Let's go to our good friend Mo. Good evening, Moses. Hi, Cock. How are you? Are you good? I'm good, thanks, Cock. How are you, Cock? I'm really good. Thanks, sir. Don't call me that. But anyway. Um, You're right, you big fanny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm really bored. Could you come off speakerphone and speak into your phone normally? Oh, I, I can't speak for it. Are you, lo- you, you lolling um, about in bed, Mo? When he thinks about us, he touches himself. Oh, Mo don't want anybody else. Cause when he thinks about us, he touches himself. Can I please interrupt you? Can you please make a phone call? Oh, God. You demand again. We we did a prank phone call the other day to some idiot who fell for it hook, line and sinker and did a little wee-wee and a little poo-poo in his panties. Please. No, we've done it. We've done it. We did it to you. We did it to you. 
You got, you absolutely cacked yourself. Um, we've done it. Because talk sport is on, uh, No, no, talk sport is on all the time, I know it is. Mo, you asked us for a prank phone call, we did Sorry, one. Okay, now you're just saying numbers. You asked us for a prank phone call, we did one, we're not doing another one. Thanks very much for your call, Mo. We did one for him. What is this? It's a good one as well. It was, uh, it was very, very funny. Very, very funny. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Ah, so, um, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. What? Go on. What I don't understand in this whole Fireman Sam thing is how easy it is to upset people by suggesting that maybe the, 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 the you know, that Fireman Sam is perhaps exclusive to some people and, well, and non-inclusive. By people, you mean? Piers Morgan and James Martin. Yeah. I don't... Uh, why are they so tricky? First of all, here's the thing. Can I say something controversial? Fireman Sam ain't that good. It wasn't one of... If you watch the old ones as well, they're lousy. It's not that... It's not that good. It's right? not really for us, though, is it? It's not one of the best ones. Mm -hmm. right? There's some good ones out there. Fireman Sam ain't one of them. But my kids enjoyed it a bit, but uh, not for very long. And so, um, the people, they're upset because I, I think a fire service has said we're dropping fireman Sam because it, we, we're not firemen anymore, we're firefighters and it's, it's not inclusive to the, the brilliant women that we have on our team. Um, and it sounds, it sounds fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it really makes that much difference, really, no, I to don't women. And we all we know we're outnumbered when it comes to things like the fire service. Um. I, I don't think it, I don't think it makes that much difference. But here's the thing: we're talking about the fact that there are women firefighters, mm -hmm. which I think some people still won't. No, does it make a big difference? Yeah, probably not. But if this fire service feels that, and I don't actually know if, if they've said that that's the actual reason, but we're assuming cause it's in the press. But if that's what this fire service is, do you know what? I ain't going to question a load of firefighters. Those those people are heroes. Yeah. You, you don't like firemen, Sam? Yeah, whatever. How many people have I saved? Not that many. Yeah. Nowhere near as much. I, I don't climb up ladders to burning buildings. Here's the principle I think we should adhere to. Right, if we're being sensible about these things. Ask the people who are affected by it. Piers Morgan isn't affected by it. James Martin isn't affected by it. Ask female firefighters whether there's still a problem with the fact that, you know, people assume that they're not, quote-unquote, proper firefighters. Yeah. If that's the thing, what does it matter to you? Um, exactly. I don't... But, but these these men... It's generally men, like Pierce Morgan, like James Martin, like Julia Hartley Brewer. These, as a cheap joke, but it's generally men. There are some women as well, of course. But they get so angry that how dare that, who cares? I mean, in the great scheme of things, a fire service has said, we want to recruit more women. We don't think Fireman Sam helps, so we're just going to not have posters, you know, we're not going to use it as part of our yeah. thing anymore. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. I didn't even know they were using Fireman Sam. No, it feels, thing. it feels very odd. They're not saying we should ban Fireman Sam. And then I've just seen it in the sun. Jesus Christ. I didn't know this was a thing. This was obviously a thing. 
So they've got stories. Fireman Sam saved my life. Okay, fine. They don't. They don't have on the front page, by the way. Um, Boris Johnson lied to the Queen. They've got some guy had a car crash. Some famous guy had a car crash driving a car fast. Okay, you, you don't want to mention about the Queen. Don't want to mention that prorogation is 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 possibly illegal. Don't mention it. Oh, you talk about Freddie Flintoff crashing a car. Okay, guys, we got it. We get where you're coming from. Then they've got here the Fireman Sam saved my life. Okay, we got it. You're upset about Fireman Sam. Do you know what I mean? People are dying. You're upset about Fireman Literally, Sam. Literally, look over here at the puppy guys yeah. look over here but then they've got and this is awful right this is awful and this i feel i'm starting to feel quite strongly about this word so they've got the article they've got pierce morgan um and then they've got a little thing here by john snowflake the sun's outraged lefty Good riddance, Fireman Sam. Even his name makes me feel unsafe. Why does it have to be a man that puts fires out? What about those identifying as female? Aren't they capable? And don't get me started on his disgusting hose action. How can you make a reasoned decision on a firefighting career if your mind's been warped by an innocuous cartoon you last saw a decade ago? I get it, it's a joke. I get it. I get it, it's a joke. I get it. That's cool. It's a joke. The word snowflake, I really starting to think is a very very dangerous i think it's a dangerous word oh snowflake complains about snowflake no i think it's a really really uh i think it's a really dangerous word because it implies um weakness it snowflake is kind of take it's a safe way of um saying oh, you don't like that because you're gay mm-hmm. it's that kind of vibe it's that kind of using gay can't call someone gay as an insult anymore for being weak and effeminate so we can use snowflake it's that kind of thing. Um, I think it's bullying. I think it, it, it's often used to describe people who have feelings and who show emotions. It's often used to describe people who are the left of left of centre of politics, although not exclusively, but generally. It's used as an insult, and it's used as a bullying thing. Here's the thing: I want my boys to know that they can cry if they want to. I want my boys to know that they can um, that they can care for people. I want my boys to, to know that they can question gender-specific titles and things and reach their own conclusions. I want my boys to know that it's okay to, you don't, to, to be a man, you don't have to be aggressive and shouty and macho, that you can question stuff, you can show vulnerability and you can show emotion and the word snowflake is second someone starts to show emotion, oh shut up you snowflake, you, sna- you snowflake, it silences, it's used to silence any argument where emotion, where care, where the feelings of others are being brought into question. Yeah, it's the Snowflake. new... It's the new do-gooders. Do-gooders. Um, shut up, you gay. Gay lord, you queer, you pussy. Man up, you cuck. It's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. The sun would have problems saying John Pussy. You know, John Cuck. John Snowflake. That's a funny character we got there. We can do that. We can do that. I think it's really offensive... No, it's not offence. No, 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 take that back, take that back. I think it's really dangerous, and I think it is trying to pump life into that toxic masculinity um, that I thought we'd moved away from. Here's the thing, let's just reverse it. Say The Guardian had Gary Gammon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They would be uproar. They're being racist, they're having a go at us. Freedom of speech. 
why isn't someone allowed to disagree with you without name calling? Aren't we all supposed to be grown ups? This division. It's not even about who's politically right or left. Most of these people, most people didn't give a toss yeah. until recently. But now it's just kind of football crowds shouting at each other. There was a really, there's a documentary on Ch Channel 5 yesterday. It'd be on their, whatever their version of the iPlayer is, the 5 player, I would call it if I was those guys. And it was about, um, was it yesterday? Maybe it was, whenever World Suicide Day was, maybe it was Tuesday. Um, it's called Suicide and Me and Think. And I saw a, a, a screening of it and I went and did a press junket for them, even though I wasn't really involved in it. Uh, and it's a really interesting film. It's six men, um, talking about masculinity, talking about, they've all tried to kill themselves and they're all still struggling with their mental health. And it's two, I think there are two lads, one who's 18, one who's 19. There's a guy in his 60s, there's a couple of other guys. And there's a soldier, there's an ex-soldier in it. And he talks about how, um, he struggled with knowing, they all talk about struggling with knowing what it is to be a man. But also he said, you know, when I was young and a squaddy, we would get, drunk and we'd go and beat up civilians because that was the thing to do. We were angry, but we didn't know what we were angry about. We didn't know how to talk about how we felt. So we go and beat people up for a, for a sport. Um, and this guy's, you know, he served in, in, um, Afghanistan, I think it was maybe Iraq. Um, and he's tried to kill himself several times because he, he, he comes home and he, he has been taught all his life as a boy and then as a soldier not to show Emotion. You do not show emotion. You suck it in. You man up, and you get on with the job at hand. Now, when you're in Afghanistan, that is a different situation. And um, I'm not saying that necessarily you have to kind of man up there, but it's a different situation. And I can understand why emotion, the, the, the a better, better. I'm really trying to word this in the right way. I can't, so I'm just going to come out ham-fisted. I can understand perhaps why a more rigid control of emotions would be necessary uh, when you're dealing with, you know, gunfire coming at you and you've got someone next to you who's been shot and you can't, you can't panic and you can't start, you, you've got to deal with it there and then and then the emotional side can be addressed later on. I get that. Yeah. But this guy was going... I, I didn't know how to be happy. I didn't know how to be sad. I felt useless. I didn't feel like a man. I did, I would, you know, my family would ask a question and I'd, I'd flare up because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing of snowflake, you're not allowed, don't, don't show emotions, you pussy. This is, this guy tried to kill himself because no one had said to him, it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel useless. It's okay to feel this stuff, this stuff. It's interesting what you said about how, you know, in, in the theatre of war, you've got to be able to handle yourself, cut yourself off from that emotional thing and you yes. deal with it later. Problem is they're not helped to deal with it later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to deal with it on your own and the assumption is you've got someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, so this snowflake stuff is dangerous. It's really dangerous, and I'm going to tell my boys. They've not mentioned snowflakes yet, so I'm not going to bring it into their world. But when they do, I'm going to say this is, um, I just think it's dangerous. And to see the people that pay us doing that. Um, God, why is Pharaoh Ram, give us a call. Well, oh, he did call us, you remember, and he was struggling a little bit. So yeah, I wonder yeah, yeah. whether it's another That's one fine. of those nights. That's fine. But listen, here's the thing. If you, if you tweet stuff that I don't like, I'm, I'm just going to block you, dude. I'm just going to block you. Okay? It, it's, it's fine. Um, if you don't like the show, you're under absolutely no obligation to listen. I think tweeting my bosses saying that I'm shy and I should be sacked and all that stuff. Uh, it's okay, mate. It, it's okay. I hope you're well. 
I hope oh, you're well. And by the way, please don't feel sorry for me. No, 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 no. We're, listen, we're having a great time. But if you're not enjoying the show, just switch off, man. Go to LBC if that's what you want to do. Go to, to my mate Duncan Barks is on BBC London right now. You'd like him. I was emailing him today. You'd like him, possibly. Check him out. There's loads of different stations. So don't be upset. You know, that you got blocked on, on Twitter. That's fine. You said something I didn't like. So I blocked you. It's the way it goes. Um, don't be, you just, you know, we're a call. I hope you're okay, man. I hope you're okay. I hope we're, you're okay. It seems to go in cycles with this guy. Yeah, 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 it does. And I, and I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to draw attention. So that, so I'm out. I'm done. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with everything, brother. But you're very welcome to call in. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to, um, give us a call. You're very, very welcome. Um, what you got, boy bum? Okay, well, uh, right. What about this? Yes. I've got a few things here, actually. I'll tell you what, let's go to a break and then go we'll on. come back and do it. This is Talk Radio, dear listener. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Can I, sorry, can I... Can I do a story that's not very nice? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's a horrible story, but there's something in it that might bring a smile to you. Sheila, I can fake Sheila comes to you in a second. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And the first sentence, you're going to think, well, where is the smile in this? <clears throat> a woman has been arrested for chopping off her husband's penis. Ah. Uh. Have you seen the story? Yeah. James Frabbert, 61, claims he was tied up by Victoria, 56, who then severed his manhood with a knife at their U.S. home. Terrible. The case is being investigated by a Major Jason Wank. Major Wank. Who said officers located the lopped-off todger and packed it in ice. Major Wank... May... (laughs) Major Wank revealed they were called to a disturbance at the home in Newport, North Carolina just before 4am on Tuesday. Mrs. Frabbert was arrested on suspicion of malicious castration and kidnapping while the victim was taken to hospital. Major Wank of Carteret County Sheriff's Office added, The motive is still being investigated by detectives. Mrs. Frabbert was due in court last night. It is not yet known if the penis can be reattached as it was for John Bobbitt whose wife, Lorena, chopped his off in 1993. So, just go through that again. That's James Frabbert. Has had his penis chopped off by his wife, Victoria Frabbert. And it's being investigated by a major wank. You literally insult to injury. That's some story, huh? Do you want a good news story? Oh, I think we need one after that, Catherine. Yes, please. Missing woman mystery solved. <laughs> a group of tourists spent hours Saturday night looking for a missing woman near Iceland's Eldjia Canyon. Eldjia Canyon. Eldjia Canyon. Oh, this is a great story. Go on. Only to find her 
among the search party. Yes, mate. <laughs> the group was travelling through Iceland on a tour bus and stopped near a volcanic canyon. Soon there was word of a missing passenger. The woman, who'd changed clothes, didn't recognise the description of herself and joined the search. Wow. The search was called off at about 3am when it became clear that the missing woman was, in fact, accounted for and searching for herself. <laughs> so how long were they searching? Hours. Imagine, I've been on coach trips years ago when someone's rocked up 45 minutes late and everyone on that coach is furious and generally that person's drunk and they don't care. Yeah. But the, 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 the vibe from, you know, 51 people to that final person is very dark. If it's, if it's 10 minutes late, you might get a... Yeah. Yeah. After that, silence. But imagine everyone on that bus just wanting that. Let's push her over the edge now. Searching till 3am and she's there. How did that happen? Let's go to fake Sheila. Good evening, fake Sheila. Hello, oh, that was so funny. I love that. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I, I want to push everyone off a cliff uh, on a coach trip, don't you? Um, well, I don't know about murder, but I did, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Coach trips, okay, so those, it's those, a those moments where you realise who your holiday enemy is going to be for the rest yeah. of your time. So I was going to say, hello, gorgeous, and hello, Ian. How did that go? Not so well. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, I like what I wanted to apply for was a job because you've got all these correspondents, haven't you? Yeah, we're not okay. Yeah, right. So I want to be the bell correspondent. because oh. I've got two bells. So I've had them a little while. I've not unwrapped them, but now I've got them. So I thought when you next do straight to air, if Catherine's obviously she's doing other stuff. What? If she doesn't want to do the bell, I can do the bell. It's not me operating the bell anyway. It's Ian's job. Oh, dang it. You wanna... I've got, like, stereo bells. I've got one in each hand. Can I do the bell? Oh, no! But I want to do the bell. Yours is yours is too high pitched. It's yours is in. It sounds like C, and mine is in a G. Um, yours doesn't. Yours doesn't carry the authority. Oh no, mine is in um, C sharp. Oh, I, uh, I think no. it's flat. Actually, it's C. It's closer to C than it is C sharp. So may I do the bell next time that you're doing straight to air, please? We don't. Do, we don't use a bell for straight to air. I've got two handbells. They're great. <laughs> we don't. Look. Oh, no, that sounds crap. We're not using... First They're of all, good, aren't they? shut up. We don't use bells for straight to air. Oh, well, whatever. I'd like to do the bell. You don't even know when the bell... You yes, don't even know when the I bell... Know. Catherine does the bell because she decides. She's the producer. I don't... I don't do the bell. But you're in charge. It's my bell. I do the bell. And we do the bell oh. when someone says, long time listener, first time caller. No, I want to... Oh, no, there's another bit you do. No. Where someone... When Catherine's had enough of people. Oh, well, occasionally I might get a lens. And then she bells the them bell. off. Catherine's yeah. never touched this bell. I have. When? Yeah, she has. You occasionally let me have a go on it. Yes. Okay. Can I do well, the no, bell when no, people No, because you don't even... That, that's up. not a bell correspondent. That's a, that's a bell end. Uh, a <laughs> bell ringer. Can I be the bell end correspondent, no, please? No. 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 No, thanks for your call. Um... Exciting news. Oh. And now we don't do Brexit. 
But, um, we have got, I have found footage of, um, uh, happy, from Happy Science Europe, right? They are like seance people, seancists, seancists, spiritualists, scientists, something, spiritualists, yeah. They do seances. Now, this is a film of a seance held, oh no, oh no, no, sorry, this isn't. So this is a seance by Happy Science Europe. Science should be in inverted commas there, it's not. And... Well, let's just have a listen to this. This is this is a, a seance to speak to Margaret Thatcher from World Teacher, founder of Happy Science Group. Can you try and find this guy, please, Catherine? Mm. Master Ryuho Okawa. Um, I've actually got a phone number if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you in a minute. Here we go. This is it. I've got him on Twitter here. Okay, get him on the show. Here we go. Oh, why won't it play? This is, this is spooky. It won't play properly. This is freaky, man. What is going on? The internet's gone down. Here we go. Here we go. It's, it's booted up again. Isn't it, whenever we try and do something a little bit spooky, stuff goes wrong. This isn't working now. Let me try and do it in a different window. Hang on a second. My, my computer's crashed. Mm. What on earth? is happening here. James, we're going to come to you in a second, my friend. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Malasacha, Malasacha. Come down to this place and... Do you want to boost it a little bit? Answer our questions. You find you were dead yesterday? Huh? Can you understand? I, I can't. Right, okay. So this is not her talking about Brexit. This is Margaret, this is Margaret Thatcher being summoned, right? And is this the voice of Ryuho Akoa? Yes, well, it's been, she's coming through him. So he says at the start, Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister Thatcher, come, come join us. I'll do the subtitles, right? Okay. This is just after she died. Day after she died, okay? Prime Minister Margaret Mara Thatcher. Thatcher, Mara Thatcher. Oh, Margaret Thatcher. Come down to this place and answer our questions. Okay. You find you were dead yesterday. Okay, well the subtitles don't actually match up with what's being said. The subtitles say, are you aware that you passed away yesterday? Can you understand? I, I can't. Oh. I'm still alive. Your ex-Prime Minister, Ma- Margaret Thatcher. I'm Prime Minister. Dennis, Dennis! Oh. You are one of the greatest Prime Minister in Great Britain. Everybody acknowledge it. And not just Iron Lady, a hot Iron Lady. I'm not just the Iron Lady, I'm a hot Iron Lady. The excellent um, uh, statesman must have courage. You know, China has a lot of island disputes with surrounding nations. Mom, are you a mom? Oh, really? Oh, really, oh. mom? Where is Japan's Bushido? Never permit intrusion. Attack them. Never afraid. That is politics. You realized 
the revival of the British economy. Mm-hmm. I uh, couldn't understand the EU system. Now, now EU is destroying. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, I made a prediction uh, uh, about the future of the uh, EU. Uh, it, it's a problem with Dogean. And another problem is the uh, French, uh, I think. Wow, this, that's surprisingly prescient, isn't it? Yeah. Let's get this guy on. I need to speak to this guy. Okay, I'm uh, sending them a message. Thank you, very, thank you very much indeed. In the meantime, let's go to James. Good evening, James. Freaked out, no doubt, by that last little bit there. But what can All we right. do for you? Absolutely. Hello, Miss Lee. Um, I've come to um, not put a damper on this show or anything. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to say uh, I've been listening to your show from the start of this year. Um, my father died on Monday evening. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear um, that, James. But listening to your show is, is, although I've had my family around me, but it's been nice listening to your show. You, you've got a great show. It cheers me up a lot. And the last couple of nights where I've been on my own away from the family and friends, it's it's really cheered me up and kept me going. Thank you, mate. Thank and, you. Um, I do appreciate what you do. Um, you get a lot of crap on social media. Hey, don't speak I, about uh, Catherine like that. Catherine is great, <laughs> and I'm doing my best to bring her up to our standards. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're I saying. I don't understand what you do, but I, I absolutely love your show, mate, and the last week is... Hey. The last couple of nights, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's kept me cheered. Thank you, man. It's hard. I really appreciate you. It's hard, isn't it, when um, someone passes and and, and you have lots of people around you and there's noise and there's hustle and bustle and then that first night you go to bed on your own or maybe you live on your own or you go... It's suddenly hard. Isn't there a silence? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's a silence when you're on your own for the first time after something like that. Yeah, uh, personally for me, I'm one of these people that like to step away from everything and yeah. then deal with things on my own, have my little cry and have my thoughts and things like that. But when I stick your show on at 10 o'clock at night and I've got a couple of nights of listening to you, it really does cheer me up and I just wanted to phone up and say cheer Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you're able to listen tomorrow night, but tomorrow night it's a full moon, and uh, we're doing straight to air for three hours. If if, if that don't put a smile on your face, uh, yeah. or, or maybe it well, might make you cry. Is full moon? Huh? Is Catherine a full moon? Cat's not doing a full moon, you cheat. You get as a yellow card, <laughs> I'll let you get away with that. Um, am I, if this is too much, then tell me, am I allowed to ask um, what your dad's name was? Uh, Robert, or Bob. He was able to call Robert when he was in trouble. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the full name. Um, and how old was Bob when he passed? Uh, 65. Nah, that's no age, is it, mate? It's, it's no age at all. But at least we got the six, we got the six month warning. Okay, that's, so, so you, you, you could, um, th- there is some comfort in that, isn't there? Knowing yeah. what's and happening. I was with him at the end, so. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's a gift. If, you know, there, there aren't many gifts in death, but, um, being with them at the end is a gift. It was, yeah, it was, really. And, as I said, I came home a couple of nights ago, I was on my own, and I stuck the show on, and it took my, <laughs> took my mind off it, and I, I do appreciate it. It makes me, your show makes me laugh, keeps me entertained. It's meant to be a very serious political debate show. Yeah. I don't like all these people saying they're laughing. Yeah, tonight. 
lot of Brexit. So Brexit special tonight. Hey James, um, really appreciate your kind words, and um, I, I, I wish you and your family lots of love and the best of luck getting through the next few stages. And, and um, hang in there, man. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers, okay. and, and lots See of love to Bob. It. Thank you, James. There we go. Um, thank you. That's a, that's a really lovely call. Uh, mm. there's, there's, there's a lot of it about, you know, there's a lot of people passing away and, um, that means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Got a couple of minutes left. Have you got anything? Yeah. Go on then. Let's have it. We can have it if Let's you end want. on a boily special. <laughs> well, we started out talking about P-Nice, so let's do it again, shall yes. we? Yes. All right, let me go. Let me find this one. This was an absolute... Um, Man has split penis reconstructed with honey after his genitals eroded. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. now we have some knowledge of this. We're not medical professionals, but we pretty much... We probably could operate on someone after the things yeah. we've seen today. A man has had his split penis reconstructed with manuka honey after the skin peeled off, leaving him unable to have sex. The man who first went to the doctor with a foreskin that was too tight yep. was found to have multiple non-cancerous tumours all over his genitals. Oh, yeah. mate! The tumours caused an infection in the 55-year-old Danish man's member, causing the skin to separate. Yeah. The condition, called penile denudation, yep. was at first Break unsuccessfully down. treated with skin grafts before doctors turned to manuka honey. Dressings of the all-natural miracle honey, which has antibacterial properties. I think all honey has antibacterial properties, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but apparently they reckon like manuka honey is almost like magic mm. stuff. But that means if, if, but when you buy manuka honey in the supermarket, that's not manuka honey. Oh no, it's not. It's really expensive. Yeah, but manuka honey, like the, the manuka honey in the supermarket is what fifteen, twenty quid, yeah. right? It's about four hundred quid. The real what? manuka honey. Gosh. Um, yeah, it's not, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Okay. It's fake. They used this, apparently, dressings of the all-natural miracle honey, which has antibacterial properties, were applied with a satisfying outcome. Yeah. After a 52-day treatment program, a medical report in the International Journal of Surgery case has concluded. Yeah. After two weeks, the tissue began to heal, it was reported, and by the end of the treatment, he was able to have sex again. Okay, what, what with honey on his knob? I think they probably washed it off. Doctors said the results proved that... Will you get bees, do bees lick honey off? Do bees eat honey or is that like cannibalism? I think the bees will be horrified that that's what you're using there. It's sputum, isn't it? Isn't it bee bee spit? Well, I know, we all Sick. we all know what bees. Uh, if, if bees could speak to their granddad, they'd say, "Granddad, if I'm good, will you let me have a dance on coal bunker?" <laughs> <laughs> he did as well. Doctors said the results proved honey could be used instead of antibiotics in future and treat oh, killer strains of infection we go. like MRSA. No thanks, I'll have the antibiotics there please. There we go. The report said, put some jam on it, they're going to say. The report <laughs> said the growing challenge of bacterial resistance to antibiotics has led to the development if of several options. If you cut it then you put a, but should have put some jam on it. If you cut it then you should have put some jam on it. <laughs> anyway, so that's a happy outcome for him, isn't it? Hello, Daryl Morris. Hello there. How are you doing? You're I'm alright. Right. I'm on the microphone. Yeah, that. Yeah. I feel a bit like honey and jams are a very pure grandpa. It reminds me of grandparents. It reminds me of Sunday afternoons at grandparents. Yeah. And I just feel it's been bulldozed through. Are you yeah. old enough to? Uh, when I, uh, you would have had this blancmange. Yeah. Did you ever have blancmange? You feel like a young man. You're at probably too young. Blancmange. Is that like, like an angel delight kind of? Well, that's probably my blancmange. Solid. It was like it was like non-see-through pink jelly. 
<laughs> it wasn't, it was kind of, but yeah. it always had a thick skin on it. Oh, yeah. We only ever had it at my nan's on a Sunday. Mm. There we go. Uh, you got 40 seconds. What's oh, on your show? Okay, on well, the I'm show gonna, tonight. I'm going to tidy up while you talk. Okay, okay, brilliant. Um, on the show tonight, we're going to, uh, we're actually going to speak to a guy who is, who's oh. sort of, oh, uh, who is essentially preparing to meet aliens. So that's quite exciting. Oh. And he's like, he's pretty, he's pretty convinced it's going to happen in his lifetime as well. Oh, actually. And he's also not weird. He's actually yeah. like, he sort of knows what he's talking about, you know? Ian's convinced, but he is weird. Yeah, And also, we're going to hear from the woman who was, uh, who was literally, she was given like about a year to live a couple of years ago. Last weekend, she ran the Great North Run. She's an incredible woman. Wow. An amazing She's story. A, liar. a big story. <laughs> is she a liar? Is Somebody, she somebody's lying, aren't they? Um, I look, somebody's I look somebody's lying. We'll listen on the way home. We're back tonight at 10. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Catherine. This is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio.